Hey there. I would like to open this episode by thanking Dakota Biggs, Lynn Weiberg, Joshua Kane, Carsimir, and Warped Pixels. All of these people have supported us on patreon.com slash duckfeedtv, and you can too. If you have done so already, thank you to you as well. Patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we're talking about The Last Express, which is an adventure game developed by Smoking Car Productions and published by Broderbund for the PC in 1997. Welcome to November, baby. Yeah. It's uh, I, the coolest month. <laughs> it rains a lot here, Conti- continuing mm-hmm. the, the, the Guns N' Roses theme. Yes, the continuing from life. Oh, you, uh, you, you, you said welcome to, and I thought you were doing a oh. Guns N' Roses thing, so. Oh, no. Welcome to November. <laughs> we got lots of rain. We got uh, lots of rain. This is a dumb we're gonna show. We're going to play some games this month. We're going <laughs> to give you some pain. It's November. Um, yeah. Can you imagine if these two Guns N' Roses songs had a baby? I think it might go. Yeah. A little something. Like, this episode was produced uh, by Jeff Sweet. Yep, so he endorsed everything we just did there. I know it sounded like a rough edit, but I just... uh, (laughs) I just didn't know how to get out of the joke and decided to move forward. But but, but Jeff endorsed the joke. In fact, he requested it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. Um, But yeah, this is... You guys do about uh, three minutes of Guns N' Roses based uh, nonsense at the beginning yeah. of this episode, and I'll throw an extra five dollars. Hmm. Uh, bark for me, piggies. Yes. And I'm like, Jeff, that doesn't make sense. Piggies don't bark, but we'll do it. Anything for that sweet, sweet five dollars. Hmm. Uh, and then he said, uh, go, go, I command you. So. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Um, this is a game that's been our, on our list for a good long while, actually. Yeah. It's been hovering around at the periphery. People have been asking for it. And uh, Jeff is the one who uh, made it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So thank you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in some way, you know, in many axes, this is the perfect to watch out for fireballs game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, interesting, but not necessarily like interesting in a, you know, like how Super Metroid is interesting. Right. right. You know, not an inarguable classic. Mm-hmm. I also think that this uh, is going to fall into our games as service uh section yes um because you know in in the pathologic zone because at the end of the day i don't necessarily recommend that people play this like i think this is really interesting Mm -hmm. uh and cool 
and everything, but I think you're going to get a lot of that out of listening to this episode. And I found the experience of it kind of like low key exhausting and irritating a lot of the time. I reverted uh, to a guide a lot earlier than I might usually, um, primarily because of the structure of the game that like, yes. that, that would be the, the only way I would recommend doing it. And we'll talk about, we'll talk about why, um, but I don't <laughs> feel like my experience was diminished like that much for eliminating the frustration of, you know, just failing and not knowing why. <laughs> well, it, it's weird because I, I felt like uh, my, my experience was diminished by that just because I wasn't, because it wasn't substituted with anything else. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I didn't end up, uh, there's not a whole lot to the game other than just doing the things that the guide would tell you to do. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of like optional dialogue and, and the like, but it didn't feel like, um, you know, it, it, this was the closest, uh, playing a game for the show felt to watching a let's play Yeah, yeah. for me, um, because of, you know, uh, ended up having to get out the guide mm -hmm. and, uh, that is related to the structure. Like a little bit, that's just on my own kind of proclivities and stuff, but also this game is not meant to be played once. No, like you're not no. meant to play this game the way that we did it. Mm -hmm. Um, this is meant to be replayed kind of over and over and over. And we just, you know. Uh, did not do that, and we're not going to all inclusive like talk about every bit of dialogue in it. No, no. Um, you know, so it ended up being like a weirdly, uh, like really interesting, and there are really tons of cool parts, but mm -hmm. kind of unsatisfying as a play experience um, to me. Yeah. Uh, for reasons again, we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, but part of which just was because it 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 made so much sense to rely on a guide, mm -hmm. and like you said earlier, than I thought is probably is how I felt it too like i was like oh i'll just get to the end and, and it's like no i'm just missing everything mm -hmm. you know and 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 i can when i'm getting on the vibe with this game and doing my best to actually see things and play mm -hmm. it the way it's intended to be played i get more things yeah but not enough to com really complete the story because it's a weird fucking game mm -hmm. um so yeah we'll, we'll get into it but it's a strange one uh and i think that this is a uh, it's at the very least like for people who are never going to play this anyway like you know, it'll be good to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and unless somebody think like, oh, like we're going to take apart this classic thing or whatever. The things that you like about this, I assure you, I like about it as well. I yeah, fucking yeah. love the story uh, to this uh, with a couple of reservations toward the end. Um, yeah. I like the characters um, broadly and generally. I think the writing is really spot on, uh, mm -hmm. except for they make like weird and wild concessions to the form or to the fact that like the story has to end somewhere and somehow. Um, yes. Yeah. So there, there yeah. are caveats in there, but like I was having a very good time with this, uh, the, the, just, just, just soaking in what was there narratively. Yeah. I, I'm not going to take this apart. The things that are neat are undeniably neat. Yes. Like the, to me, this feels like a weird, and this is, you know, getting ahead, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll backtrack as well, but it feels to me almost like a, like a, a ludum dare kind of thing or, um, feeling like an experiment. Mm -hmm. uh, in game design, which is always, always has value in and of itself. Like checking to see if you can do something. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's the big part of art. Right. Uh, but ultimately I ended up finding that the answer was no for me right. on this. Like the, the checking made sense. Mm -hmm. But when I think like, why aren't there more games like this? Of course there aren't more games like this. <laughs> it's really, really stressful and irritating to play yeah. <laughs> because of this caveat that is its selling point. Like, yes, it pulled it off. Uh -huh. And that's really admirable and neat. Like, mm -hmm. it fills out the neat meter. Yes. It's so neat. Mm -hmm. uh, but it is, 
not super fun. And as much as the story, like, like I, I like the story as well. I might be a little cooler on it than you are, but I do like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is not a good way to tell this story. Right, right. Like weirdly enough. So even the, the thing that's neat, I think does kind of mess up one of the strengths of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit, but and yeah. this is all stuff we'll get into. I know we got way ahead, but this is a weird game and this will be a weird episode because like <laughs> this, this is not meant to be done the way that we did it. And what we're going to describe is very unlikely to be anyone's experience playing it. Right. right. Unless you just play it with a guide open. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so in this game, you play as an American doctor named Robert Caff, uh, who is trying to solve a murder on the Orient Express. In fact, the last uh, the last run of the Orient Express before the beginning of World War One. Yes, um, and uh, the way this uh, takes place is as a first person uh, adventure game um, in a very limited environment, over you know seven train cars and uh, the roof of some of those train cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so just a very very small number of screens, um, very claustrophobic, uh, and. You know, so your job in this game is you navigate the train. Your primary verb in this game is eavesdrop. Yes. Um, you know, you are just there to learn mostly. Um, it is an adventure game, but the number of puzzles uh, are, you can count them on one hand, mm-hmm. basically. Um, there are almost no puzzles in the game. Yeah. Uh, it is mostly about overhearing people trying to put together the story in your head mm-hmm. and then being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Um, and, and this kind of, uh, there's DNA here, uh, that would later go on to like something like walking simulators. Like when I, I've talked about gone home, one of the things I've said about that game is the game is figuring out how much of the story you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with her, her story, right? Yes. Like the game of that is how much story do you get? Mm-hmm. Um, same thing here. Yeah. Like the, the game is, uh, how complete of a picture can you can you see of the story? It's just whereas uh, the mechanics for accomplishing those things are very different. Mm-hmm. You know, in Gone Home, it's exploration. In her story, it is paying attention. Yeah. Uh, here, it is largely wandering back and forth, uh, lots of trial and error. Yes, being uh, being in the right place at the right time. Hopefully, maybe. Uh, yes. Paying attention as the watchword for this. I remember back way at the beginning of the run of this show in the Mist episode, I talked about how in Mist, they, you know, making paying attention into a mechanic is mm-hmm. uh, is something that I really enjoy and value. That is in full force here. Um, yeah, you know, just... except, well, <clears throat> except though that you are there are things that are critical to pay attention to that there are not hints towards right especially towards the like kind of back half of the game like the the first half of the game gives you a lot more hints about where to be Mm -hmm. it stops doing that and out of the things that were places i needed to be i feel like i could reasonably deduct about half of them right you know so it's paying attention but it's also just happened to you know there's a step before paying attention Mm mm-hmm in this game that I think is noise. Yeah. Like well, in a way. I, th- I, th- I think it also more so than any other adventure game that I've played, um, you know, maybe may, may accepting some really bad ones that I haven't played. I don't know about Limbo or the Lost or whatever. A problem with adventure games is needing to, needing to be on the creator's exact wavelength. Uh, yeah. You need to be on Jordan Mechter's wavelength for this. Oh, yeah. Totally necessarily in order to a see what he wants you to see and also to like understand how and where things move because of the kind of weird choppy way that stuff kind of ticks, ticks and talks in this. Yeah, his wavelength and then also the wavelength of um, the the genre, which this is, you know, a subgenre like this is like a murder mystery, but it's a very specific like 
Agatha Christie style murder mystery mm -hmm. um, and the historical wavelength. Yes. Right. So like yeah. this is, uh, you know, going into this and, you know, I, I have no shame. Mm -hmm. You know, I learned other stuff instead. I don't know tons about World War One era Europe. Right. You know, I just don't. And this game is not a good way to learn it. Like, it's you're, you're, you know, the, I was making decisions that would only make sense if I knew things that I learned after making the decisions. Yeah. Um, you know, so and, we, 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 we will. I'll, I'll, I'll say this uh, because American you know, people will commiserate and European people, you're just going to have to understand. We didn't really learn about World War One. What we learned about World totally. War One is that we came in like we, we waited until it was sensible and we came in and saved all your asses, which is not how it worked. Um, <laughs> there, there was extremely like I know the phrase Balkan powder keg. Yeah. <laughs> from education. That is the only thing I learned, basically. Yeah, yeah. Archduke Ferdinand. Balkan powder keg. We, we, we learned Archduke Ferdinand, but like nobody ever taught us about like the crumbling Austro-Hungarian Empire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. But, like I, I just was not taught it. And, you know, my my instinct, like the Gary of, of a couple of years ago, would have definitely felt shame about going into this. And it's like, hi, oh, this is a major thing about history. Like there's only two world wars mm -hmm. and I don't know like almost anything about half of them. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's ridiculous. And then the, the Gary now that lets myself off the hook for stuff because yeah. like life is short and I don't want to spend that much time in self hate uh, is just like, yeah, I learned other stuff instead. And mm -hmm. also I was fucking 14. Why is it my job to autodidact about the history of my country? Yeah. Like why wasn't this part you were, of you were 14 education? when world war one began? Yeah, I'm no. actually uh, they, they, all of all of my dark gift uh, propaganda <laughs> over the years is I'm playing the long game in terms of advertising. It's like you the Hardy's Millennium Burger. A freak yeah. like you needs company. Yeah, exactly. Any company, you know what I've, I've been working this, this long time. Um, but like, I just don't just don't know very much about this. And like, uh -huh. you know, should I? probably yeah. find you in uh but at the same time you know i didn't and it made the experience of this like it reminded me a little bit of when we talked about neo mm. and how neo kept presenting characters like you would know them because they just assumed yeah. like oh yeah you know about yeah. this stuff and like no i don't actually like uh, a, a work of art like generally will do some onboarding yeah um, you know and i don't think this game does that very well this this cribs very very heavily from agatha christie you know it's, it's basically yes. right there like it starts with a murder on the orient orient express like that particular story and like a lot of her books characters are like stand-ins for different casts or different you know countries so like there you know are you know there, there's your anarchist russian there's your czarist russian you know you have yeah. somebody from hungry you have um an english woman who's dating a french woman and all of them kind of carry forward this particular stereotype and understanding the dynamics between all of them um and kind of having that dialogue pop or you know filling in some of the blanks kind of requires a base a baseline knowledge not just of those cultures but like where they were at in the in the edwardian era well, and, and the difference between this and Agatha Christie is that a detective genre story mm -hmm. has an explanation for this all built in. Yes. You have a point of view character and you're inside his internal monologue, mm -hmm. you or her uh, internal monologue. You're listening to them figure this stuff out, you know, and then you have the parlor scene when they explain the thing. Mm -hmm. This 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 game is a detective story <laughs> in a way, but does not follow all of the tropes. Like, no. you know, this gets a lot of comparisons to Agatha Christie, but the actual experience of it is totally different. You're, 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 you know? you're much more on your own and like understanding like the main thing on which the plot 
turns uh, mm-hmm. requires understanding the relationship between Germany and Austria and understanding like specifically what was go- going on in Serbia and Croatia at the yes. time with the black hand like big ask yeah <laughs> really big ask to 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 a video game player especially in 2019 you know 20 years after this came out mm-hmm. uh you know where we are not used to putting quite as much work into a game mm-hmm. to enjoy it. Like this game does not meet you halfway. No, no. With that stuff. Um, the biggest thing, which we, we, you know, people, I just kind of assume people knew this. This has got to be frustrating if you've never heard of this game before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's big gimmick is it takes place in a kind of real time. Yeah. Um, the game, uh, you are just deposited on the train. Um, time is sped up about five times. So every, every minute in real life, five minutes go by in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a living world with these characters that have schedules yeah. and uh, places they will be, places they will not be, times mm-hmm. when they'll be in their cabin, times when they'll be in the dining car. They will agree um, to meet each other. Like you can overhear them making plans. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and this is uh, this is the gimmick mm-hmm. of the game. And this is why when we said it's meant to be played multiple times is that I think the intention is you play through this once just kind of naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, you miss a lot of stuff, but then you have a better idea for when you play it again. You kind of know where to be. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of hone in on the good ending through multiple playthroughs because mm-hmm. it was the late 90s CD-ROM game. They wanted you to get a lot of bang for your buck. Yes. Um, you know, which makes sense from a business and from a consumer standpoint, uh, it is a less, uh, it is a less reasonable ask in 2019. Yes. Um, and just ends up being a, uh, one of the big tricks with this is until you have that kind of rubric, um, you know, or libretto from having beat the game, you do not know what you're seeing if it does matter, especially in the first half of the game Mm -hmm. where I was playing like a, a, snarfy little dialogue goblin just snarfling (laughs) up all the dialogue i could uh and most of which turned out to be superfluous or non-consequential oh or if you're playing it like a different adventure game you could accidentally end up where nothing is happening and this is the least eventful game in the entire world you spend a lot of time wandering the halls waiting for people (laughs) to run into people to eavesdrop like my experience of this did involve a lot of walking back and forth up the halls looking for people to overhear yeah acting as suspicious as possible yeah, like, and, you know, like how a cool detective does, <laughs> how he just walks back and forth for hours and, and all yeah. day, every day, hoping to overhear people. Looking for the big you know? scoop. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Like, it ends up being, you know, kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, p- p- part of this design is that, you know, generally a bunch of stuff is accounted for. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you, you know, if you can think like, okay, you, you, you run out the situ- the scenario in one way you think, okay, well, where was this person when that was happening? If you go back and do it again, you can usually find them and they are doing something that might shed a little bit more light on what's going on. Like yeah. one of the big, um, you know, climax twists, you can, you, you can see it coming in advance if you like climb outside the train in the first hour and like yeah, look, 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 look through a window and see a guy making a bomb. That um, drove me nuts because I couldn't do anything about it. I know, right? <laughs> the uh, So that's one of the big uh, problems with this game, I think, also, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got this here, but there's really, you know, it's not very much like an adventure game. Mm-hmm. Like in that, uh, the lack of puzzles, which I mentioned, but also dialogue. Yeah. Um, you don't have dialogue choices. You have like um, dialogue, you, you have flag checks is what it is. Yes. You know, yeah. do, does, is something true when you happen to be at a place? Mm-hmm. If so, your character will say this. Mm-hmm. Because it's very cinematic. Like, you are not meant to role-play this game, really. You know, like, Robert Kath is Robert Kath. Robert Kath has the things he wants. Mm -hmm. 
you know? Um, and when you deviate from that path, you are shunted into a bad ending. Yeah. Some of which even seem kind of good. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I wasn't taking into account what Robert Kath wants. Right. Um, he's explicitly an other mm-hmm. in this. So you can do things like see the anarchist making a bomb on the train you're mm-hmm. on, which is cause for concern. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know, somebody uh, ought to know about it. <laughs> I do not want to blow up. No. Uh, you cannot do anything about that until he's already set the bomb several hours later. Right, right. Yeah, um, you know, you, you, you're you meant to fail towards, towards success in this. Um, and, yeah. you know, that I think possibly uh, papers over a certain amount of um, bad signaling. It You mm. know, it, it feels like it is meant to offload a lot of the responsibility for that onto the player to be more thorough and yeah. more observance, but short of like creating a timetable of like where people are at in different places, like setting up a Gantt chart for it. Um, I don't, I don't know what more I could do. Well, and they probably, that could be expected on you a know? CD-ROM game in the, the mid to late nineties. Yeah. All right. You know, there, there's shades of this, um, that you also see in things like your, uh, nears, mm-hmm. you know, the idea that you're not getting the complete story the first time. Mm-hmm. You go back and then you get the complete story the second time with more knowledge. Yeah. yeah. You know, that whole construct, which is mm-hmm. always kind of driven me nuts in games, <laughs> has its roots here yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, and in this game, at the very least, uh, one of the things I like about it is it does just allow you to rewind. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I was so, hoping that the story would be more about um, Dr. Kath's magic time egg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. What's a magic egg, Cole? <laughs> But let's let's not uh, let's not undersell the magic of the egg. It's just a totally different kind of magic. Well, I mean, no, a different kind. Of, I mean, there 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 are two there are two eggs in play, Gary. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's the MacGuffin in the story, but then there is just this thing that Robert Kath never comments on. But it is the egg yeah. in the corner that you click on to pause time and also rewind it. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted I, I wanted that egg to be a, a more powerful egg. Yep. Um, you know, so it, that egg does allow you to rewind, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you spend a lot of time in this game, like kind of basically like scrubbing the same situation. Yeah. yeah. Again, in a way that almost feels like Tacoma. Like, yeah, Tacoma was going to be what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a lot of modern game DNA in this, which mm-hmm. is part of what makes it so impressive and neat. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on, on its own. So yeah, in a way that kind of feels Tacoma esque, with just less guidance. Yeah. You know, and more consequence because things blow up in this. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh, spoilers for Tacoma. No, <clears throat> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> so the, um, uh, yeah. the let's, I mean, getting into to good stuff, right? So you eavesdrop on these characters. Um, you don't do a lot of puzzles. You mostly, mostly just have to be in the right place at the right time to collect mm-hmm. the right flags. So when you get to this other right place at the right time, you'll say the right thing. Yes. Um, uh, this also involves a little bit of breaking and entering, either uh, by climbing outside the train or yep. relatively early on, you end up getting uh, getting a master key, uh, you yes. know, and you have to wait until they're away. You have to wait until, like, somebody is standing between you and the conductor um, yeah. in order to get in and start ransacking their place. Uh, and being a personal space invader is fun in video games. Yeah. What, one touch I love is this game is largely musicless yes. uh, other than diegetic music. But when you're trespassing, there's always music. Mm-hmm. So like you'll just be walking through the train and there's nothing. And then once you go into once, you know, I'm somewhere I shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> and I love doing that in games. I think that is incredibly fun. Yeah. Um, and you can like you're like, straight up like reading diaries. Yes. Like you're you know, you're really getting into it. I love that. Uh, I, lo- I love the one diary. You can go back and check um, mm-hmm. at different intervals as the uh, as the woman updates it. Like a real creeper. Well, yeah, but you know, <laughs> it's a video game, like, Gary. 
No, I know. <laughs> but you're, you're also, you're like, you know, at some point you can overhear them talking about how handsome you are and stuff too. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> it kind of comes off as, is particularly creepy a little bit, yeah. uh, in terms of, which, you know, is a good way to segue into kind of tone and writing of this, mm-hmm. um, is that this is, uh, you know, a Indiana Jones esque almost like you are an adventurer. Yeah. Uh, which I did not initially see, but like, Oh, I'm an adventurer. Yeah. Like, you know, four different languages. You're a doctor, you're you're a doctor. You can, you know, punch people, punch people's lights out. You can, you know, you can diffuse bombs. That's not put up on front street. It just kind of unfurls as it goes along. It doesn't seem at the beginning for the first half of this, it doesn't seem as pulpy as it's going to get. Yeah. It ends up becoming very pulpy. Yeah. Like you, you are uh, an adventurer who ran afoul of an Irishman. <laughs> yeah, um, is your backstory. <laughs> like, Watch out, like Itchy. Itchy. He's yeah. Irish. <laughs> yeah, you have the same backstory that Itchy has. Um, <laughs> that's you get on the, the train. Yeah. Um, but this lens, once you get on that vibe, which mm-hmm. again, like the game does not do a lot to onboard you with. Like, I did not even really understand why I was getting on the train, mm-hmm. you know, um, once you get on that that wavelength, um, you can kind of appreciate it. And in those terms, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, the characters are all really well developed. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing is well, well above average. Yes. Uh, the acting is excellent. I, the, the, like, you, you barely notice it. Like, a game yeah. released in the mid-90s, this is basically an FMV game, but the acting and voice acting are both so on point that it feels like it just, it, it, it doesn't, it, it yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's kind of flabbergasting. I'm, I'm having trouble finding the words for how it's well it is executed. Yeah, it's not you embarrassing. Know? There we go. <laughs> yeah, like, which is how these, these kind of things generally go. Mm-hmm. You know, I love Gabriel Knight too. Yeah, uh, it's a little bit embarrassing. Yeah, it's, it's endearing in how it's embarrassing, <laughs> but it, it's 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 a little embarrassing. This yeah. is not embarrassing. Like this, this feels like if this were just a movie, mm-hmm. um, which we can talk about. There, there's like plan. There have been plans for a long time to make it into a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, then it would be good. Mm-hmm. Like it could, I could see this being like a Channel Eleven, you know, Agatha Christie style masterpiece theater kind of thing. Yeah, uh, up until the end. With the bad egg, which will get into the dumb egg, but it's—I lost my mind. I, I spit out my drink once I, I spilled my drink once I once I found out what the actual MacGuffin in this is. Yeah, uh, I died. I, I, I died and went to hell. Like it is. I broadcast live from hell. <laughs> yep, live from hell Skype. I've I've, I've logged onto Devil's Hell Skype. Also known as Skype. Yes. Yes. Also, also known as the Devil's Skype. Also known <laughs> as the Skype. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is. Uh. You know, up until that point, I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is this follows this tracks. This feels yeah. like real media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, and I'm down for it. Like, I don't know. I, I've got a lot of. Uh, I've I've got a lot of appetite for the intrepid, uh, you know. You know, for, mm-hmm. for for the period piece, intrepid adventure kind of thing. Like, I came to like, really like Robert. Like, yeah, I, Rob, Robert's super charismatic, and he's not like a good guy. No, <laughs> no, like, but he is. He, it's weird. This is a game that does a thing where your character is smarter than the player. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the time, yeah. Like where Robert knows stuff that you know. Robert is making assumptions. Robert is saying things in dialogue that did not occur to me, mm-hmm. uh, the player, and that is is. So contrary to to video games, like typically, like, you know, there's an element of role playing or identification that's not here. Robert is really, really competent and charismatic, even when he's in over his head. Right. Like he ends up making a very good, you know, like like 
Han Solo esque figure or Indiana Jones esque figure. Yeah, and uh, so, some somebody at the start even uh, like a little bit calls attention to that. It's like you talk a lot for somebody who doesn't know very much. It's like yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was surprised by how kind of with it uh he was like some of these like weird gambits mm-hmm. that he will do about uh doing the shell game with these these objects of desire that people have mm-hmm. and like man that's you know yeah. pretty ballsy mm-hmm. you know um, you know and i was thinking about something on this as well you know this might be a topic for a broader discussion or an essay or, or something but like it what's that is it a broader discussion? <laughs> a broader, yes, a broader bun. Uh, no, but um, like Robert, I, I think he's entertaining because he falls into like a different stereotype of what an American is, like an earlier mm. one. Like, yeah, we've never been like great. Like we always had like slaves and stuff, but like the American as depicted among Europeans as like the inventive, naive, always reaching for something more kind of deal like th- mm-hmm. that to me stuck out as like oh that's just not something you see and it's not something that could ever be made with a straight face now um and maybe was even a throwback at the time when they made this but like is entertaining to to, to me to look at at like that character archetype yeah yep, yeah yep. it's a uh and that kind of you know we talk about having a hard time like vibing you know vibing with the the wavelength Mm-hmm. this is on um this was made by a mm-hmm. european developer right yeah. like this, you know so that that could make sense of the stereotype of an american um these kind of uh and you know the assumptions about knowledge about european history mm-hmm. you know uh could be made because this has kind of a european mindset yeah you know when it when it is made um you know so that, that could kind of explain that yeah um yeah. so as you know, mentioned broderbund <laughs> game uh, you know, so that is kind of peace and piecemeal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that comes largely also from the 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 auteur behind this, yeah. uh, Jordan Mechner, right? Um, who is the Prince of Persia fella? Yeah, Karataka, Karataka. Yeah, I I I don't like saying Karataka because that sounds like I'm saying erotica. Sure. Yeah. Can you imagine Karataka erotica? Karataka erotica. Yeah, man. Yeah, let's get with it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so th- this dude is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, Prince of Persia is, was is mo- mo-capped. That's why those animations are so good. Yeah. Uh, so is Karateka. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is like the logical extension of that. Yeah. Well, not the logical, the absurd extension of yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, hey, you know, like that's kind of, kind of my signature look, you know, just making making these um, very cinematic games through the use of rotoscoping, which is taking live action footage or um, or um, photographs saying like, OK, <laughs> these are the important frames. These, these are the key frames. And we're going to draw over top of this. Uh, like an example of this in media, the one I always go to is um, that's why a scanner darkly looks like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Keanu Reeves movie from the early 2000s. Um, it's a it's a neat technique and, you know, it gets really impressive results, um, including here. You know, all of these characters are rendered as these Art Nouveau line drawings that were generated from frames. They had like a proprietary um, kind of algorithm that found the edges and generated the... Um, uh, you know, the outlines and then all of this is hand colored and they did it for 40,000 frames. Yeah. This was never going to be economical. <laughs> no, no, this, 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 uh, this was a huge flop. Like we'll get to that, Yeah, but yeah. it's, a uh, so that's the other kind of big trick to this. It's mm-hmm. live action and they're like human looking cartoons. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look great. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they talk about there's a making of you can watch. Uh, they talk about uh, choosing actors specifically for having uh, exaggerated facial features. Mm-hmm. So they show up well in this and they did a great job with it. Yeah. Everyone's face is very charismatic and looks great as a cartoon face. Yeah, there were very good decisions they made in costuming and makeup as well mm-hmm. in order to get the right stuff to pop um, on the uh, in the photography and in the process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a great looking game. It is not a moving cartoon. Um, no. Many times it is switching between just kind of keyframes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are animations yeah. that go through, and the animations are great because, mm-hmm. of course, because it's rotoscoped. Specifically, I want to draw attention to the uh, scooting past somebody animation. <laughs> that made me so anxious. You it's, know? It's, like as, as it's really good though. <laughs> well, you like know, it, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but it doesn't like it, it is close as a simulator of how uncomfortable it is to be in a small space. This works very well. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit, bit bigger guy, not just extra weight, but like broad of shoulders. I hate being on airplanes because just like I, I cannot walk, you know, just straight. Mm-hmm. You have to have to like scoot sideways down the, down the aisle yeah. and it sucks. Yeah, yeah. And people can't yeah. like, people can't get by me because of yeah. my shoulders and stuff like that. And being on here yeah. where every time, pardon, excuse him all. Pardon yeah, yeah. Like, God the, the, a lot of the soundtrack is just saying, excuse me, uh, <laughs> yeah. yourself and other people. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Um, <laughs> You know, th- through this, but the, the, uh, yeah, it is, it is very cramped. Yeah. It does make it seem like, you know, boy, for the, the, the height of luxury, mm-hmm. uh, this time <laughs> you can't stand next yeah. to somebody. That's kind of rough stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, it just, it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 the same Porter scooting past me that scooted past me a thousand times, like yeah. just is just such a great little piece of animation. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, uh, just like the, the, and they, they really highlight the expression too. Like mm-hmm. as they like look like the, the the way each of them kind of sizes you up or avoids looking at you as they as they get by as they're right mm-hmm. up in your face like it yeah. it works better than it has any right to I think and I think well, it works what's extra well because you, you maybe have something to hide yeah like you could literally have the super egg yeah. in your inventory at the time or you yeah. could have just done something really you know illegal uh-huh. at this point so once you start racking up crimes mm-hmm. uh that close you know that close quarters is really to a purpose like yeah. having the train master scoot by you you know while you've just you've still got crime breath you know <laughs> is, uh, is is actually like a real great little tense moment as well yeah yeah it's good. And I think that, you know, that has helped this age better than like a straight up FMV probably would have. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 Even though these actors like who did not go on to do a lot of stuff would have been great in an FMV as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I think yeah. the performance in this are just generally like, yeah, amazing, yeah. as we mentioned, but just if it was FMV, I think that would be really up there as far as good acting in FMVs. Mm-hmm. Um, so this uh, this was a huge flop. Oh, yeah. Like definitionally. Flop. Mega flop. Yeah. Uh, sometimes blamed for helping bring down, um, uh, you know, having a hand in bringing down computer adventure games in the late 90s, yeah. oftentimes, yeah. although it was, you know, death by a thousand cuts on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it sold 100,000 units uh, and went out of print, um, which is a million less than it needed to to make a profit. Right. Uh, the game cost six million to make. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous uh, budget for a PC game at the time. Yeah. 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 Um, there's a lot of blame game. Uh, Steph, a, lot, a lot of things are blamed, um, you know, based on on why this failed. But um, Broderbund's marketing team quit a week before the game came out. The entire team. The entire team. A lot of the uh, the word of mouth were executives at Broderbund <laughs> just telling. In the the Wikipedia, it talks about how they're like word of mouth from the executives. Uh-huh. And I'm just imagining them like on the street corner, just like, Psst, hey, <laughs> Psst, 
Last Express. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Walking around with, with button pins, asking yeah. about the Last Express. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I didn't know exactly what that meant, but yeah. there was like no marketing for it. Mm-hmm. Um, even so much so that uh, you know, the the company ended up going under at this point, and that is what sank a PlayStation One port, which was done or nearly done. Yeah, yeah. of this, uh, which you know might have gone well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't bigger, know. Bigger, bigger audience. Yeah, bigger install base mm-hmm. you know, at the time, at the very least. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, um, critical reception on this you know, positive. Um, you know, lots of sugar for the game's presentation. Like, you know, it's hard to think of anything that was quite like this, um, mm-hmm. quite this ambitious. And, you know, CD-ROM games oftentimes are graded on that kind of ambition. Uh, but there was also criticism for the real-time elements, you know, the game parts of it. Like, yeah, this is actually, like, really, really hard. <laughs> it's really impenetrable. And yeah. you know, it, it requires a lot of you. So it's mostly in line, I think, you know, with with what, we're, what we have talked about and what we, what we will talk about. Yeah. Yep, I, I am uh, I am very much like a critic of the time. Just call me Sushi X. <laughs> that was um, you? <laughs> that was me. Oh. Yep, I was Sushi. I was not Sushi X. No. Um, I no. was 12. Yeah, <laughs> 12X. Um, so uh, shortly after this came out, Smoking Car Productions and Brother Bun both closed down. Mm-hmm. Um, so this never got a proper follow-up. Um, the game hints at this, like, boy is it a thread that your character is part, part of some kind of secret society or has like a, a super Mason ring mm-hmm. or something like that in this, that doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but the, <laughs> the idea of the continuing adventures of Robert Kath set up as kind of an Indiana Jones like figure mm-hmm. uh, was definitely intentional. Yes. In this. Yeah. Um, and Jordan Mechner's career would take an interesting trajectory after this. You know, mm-hmm. he really, as far as games go, like he consulted a lot and worked on Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, and then, you know, went off to like write screenplays and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so not necessarily, uh, pr- probably not necessarily like a, like a, like a Kickstarter follow up to this. And Jordan Mechner, he's got other stuff he's working on. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, Sands of Time actually, again, makes a nice follow because of the rewind yes. function, which you can do in this game as well as that. Mm-hmm. I even though it's an action game, so it's very different. Oh, yeah. um, one of the screenplays he wrote was for a prequel movie called The Red Serpent or Red Serpent, but that was shelved because uh, he started working on Sands of Time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that never came about. Uh, in 2010, um, Paul Verhoeven was uh, not quite confirmed, but like really hinted. He basically you know? he described the, like he 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 opened his mouth. This episode of the show came out, but every time the last express was spoken, it just turned into static. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Atlanta uh, Falcons. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, but he 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 offered a, a description like it's a video game adaptation, uh, kind of an Indiana, Indiana Jones thing. World War One took place on a train, etc. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. We, we got you, buddy. Uh, yeah. But the last anybody heard of that, it was 2011, so it's probably dead. Yeah, it could work. Yeah. I think it would still, you know, maybe not. I mean, Paul Verhoeven, I don't know. It's going to be a lot more punching. It's we didn't really mention it, but there are action <laughs> scenes in this game and they're atrocious. Yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot to put those in the generalities. Uh, yeah, they I, suck. They, yeah, they're not good. Yeah. Um, uh, Proto QTEs. The, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it'd be all that. Yeah. In Verhoeven's uh, world. Mm-hmm. It'd just be him punching the train. Be a weird like, thing. immediately punches it off the tracks. I, I, I love Paul Verhoeven. He makes very good movies, but I don't know that he would be the right fit for this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like RoboCop. It's just not very Agatha Christie like. Agatha Christie's Roboporo. Yeah, Roboporo. No, it's all the mystery of what this juice None. is that comes out of RoboCop that the other cops eat sometimes. 
This is my, still my favorite thing about RoboCop. Well, it's like baby food. Just somebody like using the spigot on RoboCop yeah. to get some of that stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Like it came from my body. Uh, <laughs> like the idea that RoboCop dispenses like a red applesauce that you can eat is such an underrated part of RoboCop lore. I mean, we we got to do a RoboCop episode on Adric Suffering or something just so we can talk about the RoboCop applesauce. Oh, of course. Like just for a whole half stop hour. Burning like, what is it? Stop burning. What do you cat. think it tastes like? Would you pay to taste it? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you agree that the that the police should play a role in uh, in in making sure that uh, that the underprivileged have nutrients? Yes. Yeah. The the um, yeah <laughs> boy, but do you have to eat it from the cop? Like that's I mean, really it's, it's only pol- it's only polite. Yeah, that's really, really <laughs> fucked up. If like the cop just like comes up and does like a cop crime mm-hmm. and then immediately starts spraying apple juice for the children, yeah. like out of his mm. eye or whatever. I buy that for a dollar. Yeah, I just, uh, I, w- I think I would pay to try the apple juice that came out of Robocop. <laughs> like you wouldn't have to pay me. I think I, and it wouldn't be a lot, but if someone was just like, hey, Robocop tasting $4.99, mm-hmm. I'd probably no, be like, like oh, if, okay. you, if, you sta- if you was standing at a card in a Costco, you know? Yeah. Yeah, or he shows up at the farmer's market. (laughs) (laughs) I'd probably sidle on up to RoboCop at that point. (laughs) Press squeeze RoboCop. Yeah. I think I I would do some homegrown organic RoboCop juice. Yeah. You know? God, uh, it makes me want to rewatch the movie. None of the action. Mm -hmm. None of the pathos makes me want to rewatch it. Just that fucking applesauce, dude. Dying. Like, I (laughs) got to get get in on that. Yeah. Losing my mind. I'm so in the weeds on RoboCop's apple juice. (laughs) <laughs> ah, it's killing me um so this game was re-released in uh, uh on, on modern systems uh interplay got a hold of the license uh they mm-hmm. put out uh the last express gold uh for pc and mobile um they mm-hmm. did some inter- interface improvements they added a hint system this is the version that i played like this is what you get on steam mm-hmm. i played the gog version no oh. so i played the the og mm-hmm. the original version yeah so um probably could have used that hint system but just because it's i can have multiple windows open yeah i just yeah. use you know my phone as my hint system mm-hmm. but uh there there are multiple ways to play that is probably the better way to play it yeah yeah um yeah let's uh let's get into it Let's do. Uh, so we have this opening, you know, high drama, <laughs> tense music. We have this man who we're going to later learn is Tyler Whitney. He is boarding the Orient Express, and he's kind of like cagely looking around. There, you know, police guards. I guess you know because this pair is the gendarme. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and the train takes off. Uh, you know, without the person that he was looking for, um, mm-hmm. and the person that he was looking for, uh, you know pulls up next to the train on a motorcycle out in a little pra- a prairie and he hops on he hops on board without a ticket waving her off yep. waving off the uh, the motorcycle driver yep uh who is a lady uh mm-hmm. it's one of those like rocketeer era yes. motorcycles Love you know it. this is all very pulp uh and things are going to slow way down mm-hmm. uh, here i mean we we get to the mystery part but this kind of like action <laughs> thing doesn't show up for a while it's a good introduction for robert kath though um yeah. I, I i like that quite a bit as setting the tone um it should all, all it's also worth noting this takes place in late july 1914 after the mm-hmm. assassination of franz ferdinand in uh, sarajevo but before the actual declaration of war yeah um yeah so uh 
you had to find this out. Um, you, you know, you are, you get this, uh, the, this scroll or whatever. You're Robert Kath. You've just boarded the Orient Express to answer an urgent summons from your old friend, Tyler Whitney. Now you need to find him. Um, and again, just in, in the right from moment one, in terms of this game, kind of expecting more from you, mm-hmm. most of the backstory that is actually in the game is in your inventory, like similar yes. to like a deja vu or what have you, you have to check yourself and then read your things to even get things that would be part of, you know, a setup, an opening cutscene. Mm-hmm. um, you know, of games of the time or even now. Yeah. Um, you know, in reading about this, the, the, you know, there were materials in the box that would, that gave more backstory and there was oh, a, yeah. uh, there was a website at the time as, as well. Uh, how mm-hmm. novel it was, uh, that gave a little bit of this, but as far as the game goes, you look in, if you look in, uh, Kath's pockets, you find a, a clipping about, um, mm-hmm. a, a, a policeman who was murdered in Belfast and, you know, like the authorities are looking for somebody who matches Robert Cass description. Yep. Um, and also there is a telegram, um, from someone in new Orleans sending you on this job. This is a telegram sent, um, sent from, uh, Tyler Whitney to Robert Cath talking yep. about a botch job in Cuba. So they've yeah. been working together for a long time. Yep. <clears throat> Um, so, uh, you need to, to, to find your buddy, mm-hmm. Tyler. Um, you, you check in with a conductor, uh, you know, which, which sleeping apartment is Tyler Whitney's, um, it's compartment one. You're gonna spend a lot of time in these two, these couple hallways here. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that I think is realistic that I find kind of a pain in this is keeping the, the compartments, uh, separate. Yeah. Like you spend a lot of time kind of doing in a mist interface, going up and down this hallway and turning right. And then if you, uh, t- you know, if you're on the wrong compartment. It's multiple clicks and little animation transitions. Yeah. Uh, to get but, to the next but don't one. click too fast because that will auto move you to the end of the line. Yes. <laughs> I, w- I want like real last express where you're actually just moving around in 3D. Yes. You know, like real mist. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, just just because like the slideshow, a lot of things look the same. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. That's kind <clears throat> of the problem with it. Like you can yeah. look and they have numbers on the doors. But mm-hmm. um, so you. uh when you go to compartment one, you knock, no one answers. You open the door, and your friend uh, is dead. Yes, big scare uh, reveal. Yeah, big scare reveal. He is a southern gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we, you know, uh, there's some voiceover mm-hmm. um, that we get uh, with with the the telegram, um, but this southern gentleman is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he's all bloodied. Uh, he, yep. His his face is you know contorted in terror. He's obviously just been brutally murdered. God, what murdered him now? Like even thinking about this part now that I know what that killed him is so funny. <laughs> uh, I, haven't, I, haven't, I didn't think about the beginning of this and how like sad and scary it is. And then when you actually find out like, oh, okay. No, <laughs> all <right>. So dumb. <laughs> um, I mean, can, can we just like, can we just say like I, I, natural no, let's, let's causes on the. <laughs> yeah. yeah let, let's all get to it. Cause I want to, I want to be able, I really yeah, want to no. die. No, no, but no, I, I, I was, I was, I was playing as a Robert cat and the character. So the actual cause of death is kind of like f- fucking crazy. Can we just say natural causes? Yeah, we can say na- natural causes. He has uh, so he has uh, some marks on his face. Right, right. Uh, that is thing we also find in terms of clues. We find a scarf on the floor, um, very brightly covered, colored. It has a W on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Kath smells it because of uh, detective pervert reasons. Yeah, uh, it's it's a way to it's a way to say like, oh, this is a woman's scarf. It has perfume on it. Yeah, and a way to smell a real nice lady smell. Well, yeah. For later thinking, you know. <laughs> um, there's also like a, a chest with like a velvet uh, cutout where obviously something big was in there with a smaller little part. Yes. He was smuggling an R-type with an option. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was smuggling a Ranger X. 
Yeah, uh, and an exo suit or an exo one. Yeah, um, not that far off. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, um, and so this is kind of starts a clock. You know, there yep. there are lots and lots of ways to fail here. Yes, um, uh, in a way that kind of falls off as the game goes on. Yes, you know, in you know, we it's it's not a, a new observation to to look at how like games put a lot of their work in their opening sequences. Mm-hmm. You know, like obvious, like a real obvious comparison would be Indigo Prophecy. Yep. Which that is the most, you know, you're dealing with a similar situation and it's the most detailed section of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing here. Like this early stretch, there's a lot of cool ways to die and there's a lot of tension. Yeah. And a lot of that I found drained out of the game uh, other than like what kind of felt like cheap ways to add it. Mm-hmm. Like the bomb, uh, like the, the other explosion that happens, the non-bomb explosion. Right. Um, but here it's like, oh shit, like there is a sense of real time limit and tension here that is really cool mm-hmm. because, uh, somebody is going <laughs> to like, I'm bloody and there's a guy, uh-huh. you know? uh, so you can, you can call the emergency break and, uh, you know, just try to get authorities like you might in real life. Mm-hmm. But then you realize like, oh, like, first of all, I'm incredibly suspicious. I'm wanted for running a follow of an Irishman. Um, and I don't have a ticket. Right. You know, and when you die in this game, you get uh, you flash over to uh, another character who writes a diary. Yes. Uh, and we get her diary entry of you being taken off. And it's really great because mm-hmm. they're from her limited perspective. Yes. Um, we never get into Robert Kath's head basically at all in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do get into her head and just like, you know, we had to make a stop because an American without a ticket was taken off. You know, mm-hmm. it's very uh, limited point of view. Yes. Um, and I like that. I like I like that it keeps the mystery there. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but you can also get caught, you know, begin you know, like you, you can get caught with blood on your jacket from having moved the body. Like you can mm-hmm. pick them up and you have to. So like, if you step out into the hallway, um, say on accident, uh, you know, somebody else, yeah, like, Hey, all right, something is terribly wrong. It invites yep. suspicion. Uh, you cannot stand up to suspicion or scrutiny. Same thing. You know, you are yep. caught, you are caught for the murder. Uh, a train worker can walk in on you with the body. <laughs> um and like you know like they'll come up and and knock you, you can buy yourself time this is real don't shit your pants kind of stuff you can buy yourself time by uh by talking to them by by actually yeah. a little speech bubble saying like hey, hey i'm i'm tyler whitney um yep. and he's got this message for you like hey Eric schmidt is waiting for you um and like all right well i'll, I'll be right there after i deal with something <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but that kind of sets up you're going to be here and you are ass- you are assuming his identity because all anybody really knows is that there's an american on board yeah and all americans look the same yes the um so there's two things two ways you can get rid of the body uh one of which causes a complication later but there are two ways you can do it mm-hmm. um the correct thing is to hide it temporarily yeah um because you, you wouldn't necessarily know this but right now the train is over dry land um later you can throw it out a window into a river mm-hmm uh, and that's the correct way. You can actually throw it out the window now. Right. Um, and that also works, but it causes another scene later. Yeah. Like somebody finds the body information travels yeah. faster than a train does. And so yes. at the next stop, the, you know, the, the, the French authorities will, uh, yeah. will get on. Which is really cool that you can still think your way out of that. Mm-hmm. Like there are a bunch of fail states in this game that are just like shit, you know, yeah, yeah. I, fuck, I have to restart. But there are things like this where this is a mistake to throw because I threw the body out here. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking like, OK, I got to get rid of it. Um, the French authorities came up and I was able to like, oh, I'm going to go hide outside of the train. 
during this, which is when I saw the bomb and then couldn't (laughs) tell the authorities about the bomb or anyone about the bomb and lost my mind. Yeah. But the, uh, you know, it is, it is cool that you can, you can do that. Mm -hmm. It's not a, it's not a failure. This is not a binary choice. Yeah. Later, the possibility spaces constrict to where it's like do or die basically. Yes. Um, uh, something that complicates the kind of optimal solution of temporarily hiding the body until you can throw it out at an opportune time is like the interface is not necessarily the best um, no. in terms of that like you know the series of clicks that you have to do to you know expose the bed you know to lift to lift up the seat and then get uh whitney's body onto it not necessarily discoverable um and oftentimes you can just like undo your work the game it seems like is consciously trying to like stop you from tying him to the from t- from tying whitney's body to the bed um, yeah, and, yeah and hiding it so yeah it's it that is also very much like a counterintuitive yeah thing to do like it's pretty dark like just leaving this corpse around <laughs> and, and then sleeping there later yeah exactly like just you know um no no need to uh you know no no need to make my bed i'll yep. sleep on the corpse like it's you know it's uh pretty messed up but that, that is the optimal thing you also have to throw out your jacket and put on uh tyler's jacket mm-hmm. um we look through his suitcase and we find this strange scroll um, it's got a Russian language uh, poem on it and a bunch mm-hmm. of illustrations. Yeah. Uh, this turns out to be a riddle key. We'll learn about this later. Yes. Um, and uh, Kathy can speak many different languages. Uh, mm-hmm, but not can... all of them, which Ooh, I love. I love like, that's, that so that's, that's such a clever thing. Yeah. And you get a lot of uh, people not knowing that you can speak their language, mm-hmm. talking about you and not knowing that you understand yep. uh, is a really clever conceit it's that is so used good. really well in this game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, Kath can speak Russian, but he cannot read Cyrillic. Getting this translated will be uh, will be important later on. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, the, 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 there are only two languages that he doesn't understand. Um, importantly, he does not understand, um, Serbo-Croatian. He does not understand, uh, um, it's Arabic, but weirdly the person who speaks Arabic is explicitly a, uh, is explicitly from Persia. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, should be speaking Farsi there, buddy. Yep. Oh, well. Yep. Yep. Demerits, Mechner. <laughs> um, so we, we learn about that, that character, um, who does not play a very big part in the plot. No, no. Uh, one thing I like about this is that there are a couple of characters that you can spend a lot of time with, but actually are not important. Like there are some mm-hmm. false leads, which makes the, you know, all of the time I spent eavesdropping on that French family, mm-hmm. like annoying uh, to me, not just least of which, because their kid is really annoying. <laughs> but Francois. also Francois, I want to crack sweat Francois <laughs> over my fucking knee. <laughs> Francois has got to go. Uh, <laughs> this kid needs to go out the window or get tied to the bottom of a You're bed until whistle. I get over a river. <laughs> Um, but uh, so we, we learn about the character, uh, the character from Persia. They have brought a harem on board, and mm-hmm. um, we can run into some members of that, but are, don't end up being critical to the plot. At no. least in my articulation, they of end it. up being very convenient cover for when you need for when you need to get into people's um, uh, compartments mm-hmm. while the conductor is there. He just knock on the yep. door and they poke out. Yeah, yeah. Um, we also see a woman uh, in red leaving her room uh, as, as we're on our way to meet Air Smith. We can talk to her. This is Anna Wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you, you try to show her the scarf, uh, and she says it's not hers, even right. though it does have a W on it. And she does dress in very bright clothing. Yes. Anna Wolf is going to be very important here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, she's called that because she keeps a wolf with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the, uh, not, not a joke. Um, it's like how Sniper Wolf got her name. Yes. It's very similar. They're related. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so we go to the restaurant car. Yeah. Cause somebody's expecting us. Um, yep. August Schmidt. 
Yep. Uh, great actor. <laughs> I love uh, this. Big, big Mosley energy. Like every, <laughs> every one of these games has to have, some, have a Mosley. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gets down to business asking if you have the gold. And again, the, you know, when I talk about the character being having to be smarter than I am, mm-hmm. like, I, you know, I, I would just be like, oh, uh, nope. You know, but he's just like, <laughs> that wasn't he part plays of the deal. Coy. <laughs> yeah, he plays it really coy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's like, you know, do you have the gold? He's like, do you have the merchandise? He knows mm-hmm. to say that. Yeah. He says, well, they'll be put on the train in Munich and you stall for time. You say, well, I'm not going to show you the gold until you can show me the merchandise. Right, right. You don't know any. You don't, you have no idea what this is at this point. Your right. character is just bluffing. Right. Um, which is pretty cool, mm-hmm. you know, again, but also is like, well, I didn't know I was going to say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, no. it's, it's, it's intrigue. Like, I don't know. Yep. I, I, I will be a sucker for a story with intrigue. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, also in the lounge, we can meet a, a Russian man named Alexei. This is our young anarchist. Mm-hmm. Um, you ask him to translate the scroll. Uh, he says it's a fairy tale about something called the Firebird, uh, but he does not want to talk about that. He says these stories are actually oppressive. Like the reason these fairy tales are there to oppress people. He is a young socialist. Yes, it's like uh, you're yeah. not wrong, but you're an asshole. So exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you know, you know, that I need to solve this incredibly dumb mystery, right? <laughs> you know, we're just like, like, like two need... humans talking here. Like you don't need to fucking do this, man. Well, he he, he should have been like, yeah, you don't want to actually solve the mystery because what happens uh, will hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredibly dangerous. Like, I actually guess this fairy tale is very impressive. Yeah. Impressive in the way that Starscream is impressive. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, you go back to, to Whitney's compartment uh, here, and the conductor uh, says his excellency wishes to see you. Mm-hmm. Um, you can actually pick up a uh, manifest. Yes. Yeah. Uh, somewhere along the way that has, um, you know, you can pick up things from the porters when they leave them at their stations. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of check, take a look and see everyone who's going to be riding on the train. Yeah. So you can know that there is a His Excellency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is the Time King Kronos. Yeah. Uh, Kronos, uh, uh, he has a private car attached to the back of the Orient Express. So ooh la la. Yep. Um, and you go back and talk to him. Kronos is a real mysterious figure. Uh, yep. Don't know what uh, actual position of no- nobility he has to be called His Excellency or where his resources come from. Uh, it's kind of impossible to figure out where he physically comes from as well. Yeah, uh, but Kronos he, is, good. I choose, choose to believe that he is a Nyarlathotep. Okay, because <laughs> uh, he knows everything as good as any. Like he knows that you are not who you pretend to be. You yeah. know, he, he calls you by your real name, Kath. Says names have power. Yeah. Um, and he wants to know, like, hey, can you complete the you know can you complete the deal that I had with Whitney? Like, you know, okay, so I've got two people who expect things of me now, and I am having to step into somebody's shoes, and I don't know where they were walking to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so you're like, I can't do that. And he goes, well, you know, I'm going to be leaving at Vienna. Mm-hmm. So you have until then, you know, hopefully I'll see you again. But if not, yeah, Kronos yeah. out. Yeah, if not, Kronos out. And also my stoic bodyguard, Kahina, will come and slit your fucking throat. Yeah, yeah. So. Kahina, is, uh, he's got a heavy yes. with him. Um, so you go back to your uh, compartment. We get another knock on the door. Uh, mm-hmm. And we're basically going back to our compartment because we have nothing else better to do. Right, right. Like, this is the plot just getting kind of poured into our ear. Mm-hmm. Um, so a Serbian man named Milos uh, is waiting for you. Yes. Uh, he sees the bloodstain. He's, he's like, you're not Tyler Whitney. He sees the bloodstain, <laughs> and he thinks that you uh, have hurt Tyler Whitney. He's like, Tyler Whitney was a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts a fight with you. Uh, so this introduces our fighting mechanics of this, <sighs> which are like kind of a QTE punch out thing almost like Mm -hmm. you can respond and click on the enemy after you do certain actions but you just have to guess yeah yeah uh, what those actions are these suck so bad um Mm -hmm. there's a way to bypass them which i looked up online where you go online and you like 
click the the time uh your your clock back you pause like and a unpause certain... a certain number yes. of times and you get through it's kind of like how you beat the dragon in uh Mega Man 1 yes yeah. yep exactly so it's four times I, that's how i did for all the fights because mm-hmm. i was like i am not fucking here for this this is dumb as hell yeah it's um i like admirable if they want to bring in some kind of variety uh but maybe have play tested it some yeah, yeah. Yep. and that's adventure games yes right you know like uh that, that, that happens a lot um you you dodge and disarm him uh and we we talked to him as like hey i didn't kill him you know so you could get down to dialogue mm-hmm. we find out milos is a member of the black hand um, which is like a Serbian uh, independence front. It's like the one, you know? like the Black Hand yeah. was the conspiracy that uh, that assassinated Franz Ferdinand. Yep. Uh, he know. Uh, so, uh, well, you, you know, he he knows your name, mm-hmm. like because Tyler talked about you. Yeah. Um, and he. This is how we learn about the gold. He wants to know where the gold went because uh, they need that mm-hmm. gold. You can kind of start putting two and two together there. Yep. They need that gold uh, because yep. it is going to be used to exchange for something that is very valuable to them. So now yes. you are in hawk to three different, uh, very dangerous people. Mm-hmm. Schmidt, not so obviously, but you know he's got yeah. he has powers, political powers. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of dangerous. <laughs> yeah. uh, the uh, so um, you know he leaves. So now we know the pressures were under. Uh, the conductors are going to make everyone's bed, which I think is very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to stop and tell them uh, no bed service. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, put, put out the new, the put out the do not disturb sign. Yeah. Yes. Uh, which I did anyway, even though the body was not in there, just because I didn't want them to see the blood. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you have to do that uh, if you don't have the body on board, but. I don't know. Body on board. <laughs> something, something, Bert Ward. Um, moving on to uh, chapter two. Yes. Uh, leaving Epernay and heading to Strasbourg. Uh, this is uh, not a very eventful chapter. It's more getting, you know, getting more uh, information about the other uh, passengers. Uh, the title card here, you've boldly taken on your dead friend Tyler's identity to unmask his murderer and evade the police. Don't count on sleeping too well tonight. Um, mm-hmm. so the, the activity on the train follows kind of a logical, um, progression, you know, things are going to get more active when you're near, uh, different stops that it's going to make, uh, and more active around like meal times as well. Mm-hmm. So it was like first service, second service, et cetera. Uh, but things are winding down and you mm-hmm. can go do mm-hmm. some eavesdropping. Like you can read, I love this. You're loving this. Aren't you Cole? The, uh, the newspaper that updates every day with more, with more period accurate news. Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, this game recreates the thrill of being in a local library microfiche. <laughs> it, was uh, interesting, it was an interesting time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I went and read all this. <laughs> uh, it's all right. The, <laughs> Fuck you, Gary. I love it. <laughs> You're yeah. not going to shame me for liking the goddamn news. <laughs> I, the news. The, uh, yeah, the news of uh, yeah, Strasbourg in uh, 1914. Um the uh it's you know it it is good ephemera yeah you know uh the actual relevant information is generally in the headline for this game Mm -hmm. but it does give you some uh like this is like a verisimilitude Mm -hmm. uh kind of nod to me like this makes it you know feel more real but is not necessarily very much in the way of information that helps you with the game yeah yeah in a weird way like i'm fine with that (laughs) i i am fine with it even though but i mean i i mean maybe i'm not like I'm, i'm fine with it if in a game that where i feel like <clears throat> the onboarding is happening mm-hmm. elsewhere. And then yeah. I want this as a bonus, but there's a little bit of some of the text in this game that felt like it was so mirrored to reality. And that's something that felt real, but was not accurate mm-hmm. that actually gave direction would have been stronger. Yeah. 
you know so yeah, I, mean, I, I, I can see wanting it, i can see the ephemera sure. like wanting it to be more integrated i can see that yeah that was, I mean, I guess that was really just my big thing. And that came up with newspapers. It also comes up a little bit with the diary as well, which no. is like largely superfluous. Like those two characters are not really a, a part of the story. Um, they're interesting. They're good characters. Mm -hmm. I like that they're well-developed. I think that what I would prefer would be to have both, Yeah. Um, you know, to have that ephemera and then also have a little bit more direction and and kind of uh, keyed in stuff to the story. Yeah, yeah. And, so. and I'm willing to admit that my affection for the newspaper that updates is just a symptom of my own, of my own particular psychosis. That's yeah. Funny. Yeah. Uh, whereas I am more of a fallout for hate newspapers, <laughs> like the uh, that, that famous image. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, this is where you can properly uh, throw out the body. Mm hmm. Um, you know, if you happen to be going over a bridge, you can toss it at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so in, in these notes, do you not have the thing that happens if you don't, or if you, uh, you put through that thing? Uh, no, yeah, um, I don't. Cause I, I had like, I just, I, I, I had the guide or I had the universal hint system for this. So to, to, to know what you. to do. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happens if you don't. Um, I can, I can briefly yeah, just yeah. mention that please as just do. a sentence. So, uh, please board mm -hmm. the train. Um, which is really great. It's incredibly intense. They're making their way down the hallway one room at a time, <laughs> checking everybody. Um, so you have to go wait outside uh, the window hmm. uh, at this point to so they check your room and find it empty. They don't see the blood stain. You never clean the blood stain. Yeah. Um, they just don't happen to notice it. Um, <clears throat> and then they're arguing with the uh, porters like, hey, your manifest, you're supposed to have 24 people on the train. You only have 23. Yeah. And they say, like, we can't stop any longer we have to go right yeah you're a small um, town cops you know we, yeah. we answer we're to the orient express <laughs> right yeah we, yeah, we, we, we don't even do customs yeah we're, like, we're, we're a transnational entity like we can buy yes. and sell you <laughs> yes yeah uh, so, anyway, so it's, it's just again it's really cool that it's not you know doing the the body disposal thing wrong is not a instant end state love that yeah. yeah good scene you can also go you can meet uh anna in the lounge but she doesn't really you know say say anything to you um yeah yeah. The, 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 the upper... romantic tension there is like the idea is supposed to be that you know she's kind of a femme fatale and you're kind of a you know horny detective yeah, yeah. you know a little bit like of course you're looking at anna because she's a hottie mm -hmm. uh you know basically everyone wants to fuck anna the the, the young french boy <laughs> you know, like she she gives a puberty she provides a puberty to the uh <laughs> to the train when puberty he's, happens he's, on the he's, blowing, he's blowing through that whistle and then just the tone just drops like <laughs> agatha christie's puberty on the orient express uh, <laughs> so, um, um, uh, but there's a cool little sequence you go to bed uh, and you wake up at about you know 3 40 in the morning and mm -hmm. you're you're in a dream and yeah. things don't really work like you step out into the hallway um and you try to walk in any given direction but you're not actually moving like yeah. it, it does the ref it does the re refresh uh but it doesn't actually like move you one down yeah uh, which is uh, very good and very cool and the the conductor uh, <laughs> is down at the other end of this uh, juggling his head. <laughs> you have to, uh, you have which, to press a button a certain number of times to make that happen. Oh yeah. 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 Which I, which I looked up cause it's a famous part of the, the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. you, you, you click this little button to get this little Easter egg, um, <laughs> to get this. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, looking the, uh, the, the twin peaks ask like the, you know, this suit burns better, mm -hmm. uh, that is happening is, uh, you seeing Tyler, he's on your bed, uh, still dead. He sits up, pulls an egg from his mouth. <laughs> Um, and hands and he goes, why don't you make it sing mm -hmm. uh, in his seductive Southern voice? Yeah. Uh, and that is the nightmare you have. Yeah. 
Uh, and of so. course, because a man pulled an egg out of his mouth, you can't go back to sleep. Exactly. Right. That's too much. <laughs> so you walk uh, the halls, you know, in the middle of the night here, and you actually hear a violin. Uh, it's coming from Anna Wolf's compartment because she is a famous violinist and also a uh, very inconsiderate one playing the violin at 4 a.m. Yep. Uh, and uh, when you come in, uh, she pulls her gun on you. Mm -hmm. um, she knows that you are not Tyler Whitney. At this point, she is prime suspect, you know, for, mm -hmm. for killing killing Tyler. Right. Um, and you think they're like people get guns pulled on them a lot in this game as if uh, everything would be just fine if they shot it. <laughs> you know, nobody ever calls anyone's bluff. It's they're like, not, yeah, you're going to get they're not in the plane. Like, it's not going to decompress. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, like, but oh, the quarters oh. might hear it. Like, yeah, okay. you know, it's not like, yeah. you know, like, I don't know. I feel like that's a good reason to stop the, the train and I mean, get the police. I, I misunderstood. I didn't mean to yeah. jump on your dick about that. I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think it would depressurize. I've been on a train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but the, uh, I was just kind of, you know, guns are loud. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, it's like pre-silencer or what have you. Mm -hmm. So she pulls a gun on you. And I always, I just kept expecting Kath to uh, call someone's bluff. Mm-hmm. And be like, yeah, you do that. The porters are going to be all over you, politely asking you to get arrested. You know? <laughs> so the, uh, yeah. excuse me, madame. <laughs> arrested, por favor. Into uh, the jail, the, por favor. <laughs> yeah, in, into the jail, merci. Merci yeah. beaucoup into the jail. Um, <laughs> so uh, you get interrupted at this right, point, though. Right. Uh, by a struggle, like you hear somebody yelling down the uh, um, down the compartment, you run down uh, to the compartment where the old uh, the old Russian man is. So this is kind of the, re the representative of czarist Russia, if Alexei is, mm -hmm. you know, the revolutionary Russia um, old guy. He's got his uh, granddaughter, Tatiana, here mm -hmm. uh, and he's having like a like a fit like and he thinks that you're here to kill him. Um, yep. you know, kind of like having a seizure or woke up in a bad nightmare or something like that. And Kath, like, this is the first time I realized he was a doctor. Like, Me too. He manages to He's like, I'm a doctor. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to kill this guy. What are you doing? Catch me if you can. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, I'm a doctor. I'm like, oh, you can just say that? Yeah. Fuck. Like, I guess I, I've never done it, but I suppose I could just start saying that whenever I want access to a convulsing man. I mean, you're you know? you're a white dude. Like, if you just, like, carry a clipboard and say I'm a doctor, yeah. you can get places and nobody will throw you out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you subdue him. Mm -hmm. uh, you give uh, Tatiana some herbs <laughs> right. for tea. You need to shock him every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Put one of the eight little ounces of this into his eyeball every four hours. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can hear, as you leave, you can hear Anna talking to Tatiana mm -hmm. in her room, asking her to keep something safe. And you're like, hmm, well, I know that there's a big uh, something-shaped hole in this briefcase. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah. So this moves on to chapter three, uh, when you arrive in Munich, um, the, uh, so, uh, the title card, it's morning on the Orient Express and the passengers are up and about take advantage and learn as much as you can before the train arrives in Munich. Yes. Um, so you can go around and you can stop and talk with Milos. Uh, he's got these other Serbian people on board with him. Um, he's got these co-conspirators. These are some of the only people that you cannot under understand when they, when mm -hmm. they're talking. 
Um, and Milos is a little bit open with you. He was talking about the cause, talking about the revolution. He says, a unity or death. And, you know, Kath, he jokes that off, you know, saying like, oh, is that Harvard's motto or the post office? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And he says like, hey, you know, even Tyler has taken this oath. Um, and yes. the plan was to get one over on Schmidt. Uh, you know, in order to uh, in order to get what uh, in order to get what Schmidt was going to provide. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Schmidt wanted whatever gold the Firebird was worth. Uh, this is the Firebird uh, is the thing. Yes. The the egg, the thing we're looking for. Mm -hmm. um, also, astute uh, listeners will know that was also the name of the fable. Yes. Uh, that we have um, in exchange for something that they, they, the Black Hand would need. Cass mm -hmm. uh, says, hey, you know, that's actually coming on in Vienna. That's right. when he's uh, loading things on. So again, stalling for time. Here are two conductors uh, talking about the master key being missing. Yeah. Um, it was lost in the struggle with the count. Um, they suspect maybe the American has it, but they never actually act on their suspicions. Right. Um, even though you are the most suspicious motherfucker that ever lived. <laughs> yep. um, so you were like, okay, well, I'll have to find that. Mm -hmm. uh, but on your way, uh, you can go to the dining car with Tatiana because you're like, hey, here's a, a Russian who owes me a favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and get her to translate the Firebird story. Yeah, she won't be a fucking prick about it like her, anar yeah. her anarchist boyfriend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so like, hey, you know, I will, uh, I will write this out for you, um, and you know, and you're, you're going to find it in your car uh, later on. But she's really grateful for the help that you gave, which makes mm -hmm. sense. It's how a human would react. Um, mm -hmm. And you can eavesdrop. She excuses herself to go talk with Alexei. Or, you know, who mm -hmm. just arrived, and she blames you know uh, the Count Obolesky's fit um on uh something that alexi said to him you know and yes. he is extremely condescending to her you know and he, we get a little bit yeah. of their background yeah he is for you know for somebody who's like politics i'm generally more sympathetic to mm -hmm. than other people in this uh in this this game he's um, <laughs> he's like the hippie he, boyfriend that jenny has in forrest gump yeah that's, that's a good way to put it yeah, uh, yeah. Like he's such a he's such a prick. Like there's a part where I don't know if it's in this conversation or in other conversations he's having with Tatiana, mm -hmm. where where he's like, if you knew all the things your grandfather is responsible for, you'd take a knife and gut him. Yeah. And it's like, oh boy, that that charm. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, dial back the charm, Alexi. Mm, Jeez. Yeah. You know? Don't talk so smooth. It'll it'll fall right off the plate. Yeah. Gonna make all the ladies in this uh, train pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> So now that we know the, the 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 Firebird, we know that phrase. Right. We learned that. Um, then we can go and get into Kronos's car. Um, you know, they wouldn't let you in if you don't have something to say. But now when you knock, you can be like, I want, you know, want to talk about the Firebird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and you're just here to do it again to get information. To fish. Yeah. Yeah. Just to fish. Yeah. Um, you know, and he yeah. asks if you have it and you say, why? I, I want to ask some questions. Why would somebody have killed Whitney for it? Mm hmm. You know, uh, and then he realizes like, oh, you don't have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Kronos is, is good in this game as far as being like competent the entire time. Mm -hmm. Like basically, like I, I like the way that this character articulates as a villain mm -hmm. quite a bit because he's not an idiot. No, no. You he, know, he's, he's never taken. You yes. Know, and and when, when he is taken, it is because there there is no other option but for him. Yep. But for him to let it happen. Yeah. To outmaneuver him. Yeah, yeah. Like socially, which is really cool. Love it. Um, but he points out like, oh, you know, like what you, what you gave the Russian there is Datura, this hallucinogen. And he takes it too. Um, mm -hmm. and then he goes and like, Hey, may all you have for me are questions. So I'm like out of here. I'm going to go, I'm going to go trip later, later, bud. <laughs> yeah. Later, bro. Time for me to tune in, tone out, yeah. drop dude. 
Um, <laughs> but you can eavesdrop at this point where he's talking to his bodyguard. Uh, and he says the Austrian woman has the firebird. Right. Uh, but Kahina can't search Anna's compartment because she has the dog. Yep. Uh, you can hear this dog if you're walking up and down the uh, the train cars. Constantly barking and growling. Yeah. Uh, it turns out to be a good dog, but does not seem like it will be a good dog at first. <laughs> well, you see, he's all pen up, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's true. I mean, this dog is very mistreated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So uh, we, we know, like, okay, so she has it. That's probably what she gave to Tatiana. And we know that Kahina is going to be going, uh, you know, looking for an excuse or a way to get in there. Yeah. So, Kronos you know, even says, I will make an excuse for you. Yes. Like, I will, I will do something. And he, yeah. he does. And, you know, just again, going back to the base mechanics of this, knowing motivations, knowing desires, and looking for, um, uh, you know, knowing motive and looking for uh, opportunity is what you're mm-hmm. doing. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you can go up to the lounge. Uh, there's a book here, The Sick Man of Europe, um, mm-hmm. uh, which my secondary research says is it, it's how people used to refer to the Ottoman Empire. Mm. Um, just or just a, and, and like Austrian Hungary, the, the, the Austria Hungary Empire in general, the sick man of Europe. You know, how I was always kind of ready to topple over at any given time. But uh, this, you know, tells a pretty important story describing the sultan in the Ottoman Empire who received an egg, you know, uh, an egg trinket from a, from the czar containing a portrait of this woman that he was in love with. However, he opened it at the wrong time. The czar actually uh, like built a trick into it. The czar's trick where at night mm-hmm. it shows the same woman with her throat slit. Yep. And he Classic thought, Zara's trick. <laughs> yeah. and he thought that it was, uh, he thought that it was, you know, like a, like a curse, and so he had that czar killed. Yeah, um, a little bit of a fairy tale, um, but uh, but it plays into uh, something important about the about the MacGuffin here. Mm-hmm. Um, should we talk about the about, about the women about the uh, the um, lesbian couple? Here because um, like sure. it's the only it's the only group of people who we haven't discussed aside from like the French family who have nothing about them. Yeah, like you had to. I, I got the whistle from the French family. Yes, yeah. The uh, you know, from that uh, which we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, I thought I did this earlier, but maybe you can do it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, so there's two there's two women. There there is a uh, lesbian or at least a bisexual couple. Yes, um, yeah. who are there who uh, don't know that you speak French. Mm-hmm who uh, hang out in the dining car a lot and talk about their future plans mm-hmm. uh, here, like really well-sketched characters that are explicitly a uh, red herring, Yeah, you know, for you. Um, not related to the plot, really. Like you can break in and read their diary to read what they're writing about you. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of, they tease, uh, one of them uh, teases the, the French woman teases the American woman about finding you attractive. Yes. Uh, you know, but basically they are uh, there to, they t- they're pretty on the nose as far as being uh, lesbians. Mm-hmm. There's like a, you know, we'll retire to the Isle of Sapphos and, you know, it, it's very direct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's, um, it, and they're just, it's interesting hearing them talking about, talk about their plans with each other. Yeah. Yeah. Like good characters, mm-hmm. you know, just that again, don't really, uh, you know, apply to the game very much. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they're not, uh, not very, uh, not a big part of it. Yeah. It bears mentioning them before we get, but like before things really, really get going. Yeah. 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 Um, and this is, uh, you know, I still spent a lot of time digging around in their quarters because I did not know that they had nothing to do. Right. Right. With the story. So. Yep. Uh, yeah. So things will end uh, when you run into Schmidt in the hallway and say, like, you know, now that you know a little bit more about what's going on, you say, hey, the deal's on. I can get you the gold. Um, and this happens right as you get into Munich and, 
the authorities, uh, the port authorities here, they load some more luggage, some more baggage onto the uh, onto the train, uh, which are boxes of weapons and munitions. Yes. Uh, oops. All arms what, deals. All <laughs> arms deals. One of the things you maybe you know that I uh, knew about the Orient Express because I ran a Call of Cthulhu campaign called mm-hmm. Horror on the Orient Express, which included an entire book about the Orient Express uh, that I read, yeah. um, is that uh, the way the one of the reasons why this was such a big deal was because they have a lockdown uh, baggage compartment mm-hmm. where they just go through customs once. Yeah. And then this is all under lock and key. Um, under trust of the train authorities right so the idea no one can access that so you don't have it's like how you uh, if you have a transfer on a flight Mm -hmm. you know uh you just have to have your bag checked that one time right and then it just arrives at the next location it's similar to that yeah um presumably these were checked when he got on Mm -hmm. you know in in munich but i guess it was just okay and of course it would be because munich you know uh munich customs yeah like he will find out he works for munich Mm-hmm. Uh, government works for the Germans. Um, so it would make sense for them to okay these guns that maybe these other countries would not want the guns entering. Right. right. But they just don't don't get say in it because yeah. Orient Express reasons. <laughs> yes. Um, and that uh, the, the, the way that the Orient Express handles luggage is that like it actually works into some of the puzzles here as well. Yes. Like it, it's explained to you if you try and get into the baggage car, you try and play it off like, oh, I just need to get in my thing. It's like, no, no, that's not how this works. Yep. It's kind of weird yep. that you don't know that, but. Yeah, you're leave, thinking the Texas sir. Express. Yeah. Yeehaw. Where you can do that, cowboy. Uh, the, uh, American. Bang, bang, bang. Bang. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The, uh, the train recommended a restaurant called America Town. Um, so this moves us into uh, Chapter 4, Munich mm. to Vienna. Uh, you're walking in a dead man's shoes in a dangerous game of intrigue. It could be over very soon if you don't make all the right moves before the train arrives in Vienna. And boy, howdy. Mm-hmm. Could it be over very soon? Yeah. Because uh, lots. Of, this is a, a complicated series of things you have to do that i found again maybe half of which intuitive yes yeah so yeah yeah uh so one of the first things that, that you'll notice here uh, if you return to your uh to your compartment uh tatiana has left the poem translation um on the floor mm-hmm. here um and of course the poem has big puzzle energy you know it's a riddle key for you something i love about this is that it's not a perfect translation it is full of corrections and yeah. tatiana is like it, it it carries her personality because she will scratch stuff out write in what she actually meant and then draw an arrow to it and say sorry yeah yeah which i like because tatiana's <laughs> it's a, a good like it's a very good. charismatic charismatic document actually <laughs> I think so, too. I, I, I like that as well. I think that the actual puzzle content of this is dumb. Yeah, yeah. I think little rhyming couplets that just lead to a city and then finding that city mm-hmm. on a globe is very like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Yes. In a way that felt artificial. So you've got this and you can uh, marinate it on that for a while. Um, something that is going to be real in your face is the fact that a new uh, a new passenger got on at Munich. Uh, this <laughs> is an extremely talkative Englishman named Abbott. Uh, I love this performance. Every conversation with Abbott is great. Uh, I mean, it's annoying, uh, but listen, overhearing him talk and stuff and the way that he instantly gets the better of everyone. This is one of my favorite characters in the game. Yeah. Um, He is very good. He is so clearly a spy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is is pumping everybody, but it is behind this very wink, wink, nod, nod, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, like just obnoxious Britishness. Yes. That like he he you know he takes refuge in that audacity to get away with it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yes. Um, yep. so uh, lunch service is coming up. There's a lot of things going on mm-hmm. here. Um, so the, some passengers are complaining about Anna's dog. 
which of course, yeah, right. Yeah. Like it just barks all the time just to let you know it's there. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, earlier uh, we could find we overheard that Francois the shit uh, <laughs> enjoys bugs. He caught a beetle and it got away. Mm-hmm. So we can find a beetle. Um, which we can catch in a matchbox we found in uh, Tyler's jacket. The I mean, aside from disarming the bomb, the most adventure game thing in the game. Yeah, game? yeah. There are two adventure game puzzles in this. Yeah, uh, and then one Carmen San Diego puzzle, and that's basically it. Right. Um, so you you capture the beetle. It just runs around on a on a desktop, yeah. you know, on a tabletop, mm-hmm. uh, and then you can trade it to Francois the shit. Uh, and for this whistle he found, which uh, he had just been running up and down the aisle blowing. <laughs> right. Which, come on, <laughs> like this kid's got to go. Why can't I throw him out the window? He's so bad. I need a hitman level that takes place in this train. Okay, little shit, Lord Fonzleroy. We're going to yeah. teach you a thing or two yeah. about a thing or two. Give me and the just, fucking whistle. And all the time listening to that family, uh-huh. I fucking hate that family. Like the dad is going to work in the, the desert and oil fields. Uh-huh. And the, the mom is just like, but what will Francois do? And Francois is like, yes, yes, father. What will I do? <laughs> and I'm just like, this sucks. Get me away from this this fat boy. <laughs> I need this fat tween to get the fuck away from me. Well, like, I, I do I do like how uh but Faza But what they love me. But I... Oh none. We'll see beaucoup father. This can't be a character. It can't be a character. <laughs> losing my mind it's, undo- this kid. it's undoing me <laughs> francois has undone me one thing i do enjoy is that um you know when you encounter francois you know, with, with with the beetle in the matchbox uh, kath negs him at first it's like yeah. oh i've got something nah it's too cool for you yeah. <laughs> but that is not too cool for francois <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> red balloon uh, <laughs> Like, what could be more obscene than a French child? I just I can't handle it. Oh, red balloon, you're making me sad. Mm. Um, the mirrors yeah. they point at the sky. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 he's Italian now. Fuck. I know it's it's all Europe. For me. If they're gonna say all Americans are just cowboy doctors, I can mm-hmm. get, get revenge. I mean, cowboy doctors are pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. That's a pretty Actually, good story. Like the like, of New Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, so anyway, uh, so you get the whistle from him. Now you have an annoying whistle. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, what else happens here? Um, you uh, you you are, can be in the lounge and Kronos walks in. Um, everyone gets up and kind of bows like no one really knows what to do, uh, which is great. He walks like a king. So yeah, exactly. Know. He's holding the king clipboard. It's but better. It's better uh, to be safe. Uh, so he he does this is his distraction mm-hmm. um he asks uh anna if uh, she would join him for a concert in his car mm-hmm. he'll invite certain people he plays the piano and she plays the violin yeah and this is very transparently uh so his bodyguard can search her quarters right so yeah uh you leave this and schmidt will confront you in the hallway he's getting cold feet you know so like hey mm-hmm. i need to know like really i need to know that you have the goods show me the gold before we get to vienna or this whole thing is off it's got to be quality on my end or no fucking deal yeah um so um and that will leave you in hawk to the black hand uh and i don't know you don't want to be in hawk to something called the black hand no 
no, terrifying. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, we mentioned uh, Boutrell, the, the mom of Francois, uh, <laughs> was complaining about the conductor with the dog um, and says the, the conductor has to take the dog to the sleeping cars. Right. It's very sad. It's a big dog and goes in a very small cage. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's the thing that got the most sympathy from me. They should put uh, Francois in there, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, man, if you could put <laughs> Francois in Oh, he's so sad for Francois. <laughs> <laughs> Just shows all that before like Beatles. The is so petite. He's more petite than Francois. Francois, he's big. Santa's May I have my whistle? Whistle pour moi. He is like French Uder. You know? And why is a German child a cause for joy, but a French child is a cause for derision? You know? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, sorry, I just I fucking started because Francois my apparently my fucking comedy kryptonite. <laughs> he's very really like, funny. Yeah. He's great. The, when I the 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 look, I I mean, I wish you know I I don't like being on webcam very much, but I wish that I had been webcamming myself at the moment he was running back up and down the hallway blowing the whistle because I'm sure I made a face that was not that different than if that happened to me in real life. Like, if I, my apartment got haunted by a ghost Francois. You know? <laughs> the haunted Francois. You said his name like 55 times. If you say it, know, if you say it 11 yeah. more times, 66 times, he's going to yeah. come. Yeah. Merci. It is I. Oh. Hello, ghost buddy. <laughs> it is I, Omelie. No, that's from a different <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I am also sad. Um, the, uh, okay. Okay, little one. Um, I wish they, they had put him in the cage. Even yeah. with the dog, I'd be fine yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the dog gets locked up. Uh, the saddest thing about World War One. Um, the, um, so, uh, uh, he wants the proof, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the conductor takes the dog. So the dog is gone. Um, you can follow him uh, and let the dog out. Which always, which creates an opening where the, the conductor will have to put the dog away. Mm -hmm. So there's a couple of those like little, you know, uh, uh, I hear the lucky dog carts over here, like things you can do just to distract people. Yeah. yeah. As many times as you need to, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you can go into Anna's room uh, at this point um, and read through her diary and stuff. And we learn that she is a spy. Um, she is an agent of the uh, Austro-Hungarian crown. Um, and she is investigating Schmidt. Uh, Schmidt's got an arm deal, uh, arms deal with the Serbian rebels to to arm them. Uh, she's trying to stop yeah, you yeah. Uh, from conducting that arms deal. Yeah, the Hungarian crown not necessarily super in to Serbian yes. independence. Yes, um, but also it doesn't make any sense why Schmidt would be doing this under the gears or under the um, um, you know under the authority yeah, uh, of the Germany. Auspices. Yeah, like well, why why would why would he be helping Germany betray Hungary? Uh, yep. by doing this so none of this really adds up but yep. she is you know it, it's worth keeping her at arm's length at least according to this uh you can get the master key uh it wasn't mm -hmm. the american cowboy doctor who stole the master key it was her uh yep. being the being the secret police that she is uh you get it out of her jewelry box yep um but the firebird is not here uh so we we assume hey she was gonna leave something with tatiana that's probably where it's at right um you get an invitation to chronos's car uh, to watch the thing, which I love because that is definitely Kronos like playing chess with you. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think he actually wants to search your quarters necessarily, mm -hmm. even though like, maybe he does. He doesn't want you doing the kind of shit you're going to do uh, during this. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, you go there and you can hear a composition. I think it's a Bach composition, maybe, mm-hmm. um, but they, they play. It's a long concert. Uh, you yes. know, it, it goes on for a while and pretty much everybody is there, meaning that uh, their rooms are wide open. Yep. So you uh, you can cough and leave yep. to go do something. So if you go to Tatiana's room, you can find the egg. Uh, it's hidden under the sink in the, the washroom. Um, so, uh, you know, she comes back to check on it. So, uh, I just said, uh, so this is why I didn't get this, uh, dialogue. I just left and said, like, I was checking on her grandfather. Right. Um, but you can actually talk to the grandfather as well. Mm-hmm. It's a real power was- play when he's like, <laughs> she comes in like, what are you doing in my room? I'm like, have you, yeah. have you followed my directions about when yeah. to give your, your grandfather tea? And he's like, yeah. Oh, well, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You, you answer um, a question with a question it's a real uh, it's a real power move it's a real move yeah um so you can take the egg to your chamber to get some time with it can we uh just real quick say or i just want to say how much of an eyesore this fucking egg is it's really bad it's one of the <laughs> ugliest pieces of like great art you mm-hmm. know like something that narratively is telling me is an object of desire yeah no. uh, that is so ugly yeah uh, uh it is it is a victim of like it, it feels like the fidelity of it more than anything yes. like there would be a way like there would be a tasteful way to represent the globe on a golden egg with jewels at particular places around it like there would be a way to do that this ain't it i kept thinking of the bronze sphere from torment oh yeah yeah like just having this kind of because the the way that the gold uh looks in this is just kind of gross looking like it's very moss like yes yeah yeah it's really unsavory yeah um, but yep. you but but you can inspect this, and if you, you can follow the directions from the poem that describes, uh, you know, this journey that the Firebird has taken a princess and uh, uh, you know a man named the Gray Wolf on, um, and each verse describes you know very obviously uh, different things. Some more obviously than uh, more obvious than the others. Like I didn't necessarily like understand Uluru, or you know, just, I like, had no idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, and I know I know what Stonehenge is, but finding that on a map is different than knowing what it is or uh, knowing about it. Yeah, you know. Um, so the, this stuff, you know, I ended up big guide city. I did. Uh, I, 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 need, I the only one I needed a guide for was the first one. I, I, okay. I did not know Uluru or uh, the colonial name, the the colonial name for Ayers Rock. Not off the top of my head. The other ones made made a little bit more sense to me. The riddle part made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. I just don't don't necessarily know where those are at on an egg globe oh like, I, I, you know, I know I, what I'm, easter island is i don't necessarily know where I, easter island is yeah uh, and i you know? i will avoid doing a weird flex <laughs> well i don't i don't know that you've avoided it cool i feel like the weird flex already happened in the in the sentence of the yeah. reflex of like <laughs> me being like yeah i didn't i didn't know where a bunch of these were and you were like oh i i, I just didn't know the first one i just didn't know the first one i think that was the weird flex okay <laughs> so just so you know just the first one. <laughs> All right. All I right. can't go with you on this one. Uh, I knew most of them. 80%. Uh, yeah, so, uh, when you input the answer to this, you, you click all the buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns into a robotic bird. It turns into a robotic bird after a little port opens up for your finger. Yeah, you stick your finger into the finger slicer, uh, into the cigar <laughs> trimmer. And instead of, like, when you finger this egg, instead of it turning into a, a broken finger, mm-hmm. it turns into a robot bird mm-hmm. uh, in a real shifty animation. It looks like a Ho-Oh, the, uh, the, the, the Pokemon Gold Pokemon, that yeah. bird. Um, uh. But yeah, it, it, like, it, it is a mechanical transformer. Um, it is <laughs> a, a more ornate version of Bubo the Owl from Clash of the Titans. Yeah. Bubo's big brother. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Bubo <breaks laughs> big. Bro-bo. 
Yeah. Ubobo. <laughs> Ubobo. Um, Bubo? Ubobo. Um, so uh, you can blow the scarab whistle. Uh, and it will sing this little song. Mm-hmm. And that's all we know for now. Yeah. Um, the actual payoff for what this thing does, it getting mad when there's other music or whatever, <laughs> uh, I think is dumb as hell. Well, it's, so a, like, it's, it's day, day bird and night bird. It's not necessarily yeah. the, the, the problem is, isn't necessarily the other music. You're, yeah, yeah, you're right. It, it is it is the nighttime <clears throat> version of the bird. Yeah. <laughs> but this this uh, this kitten has claws. <laughs> um, so we uh, we had to hide the egg. Uh, we decided not to hide in our room because a bodyguard is about uh, so we can go hide it in the uh, dog's jail. Yeah. Hide it in dog jail. So uh, that, that is the safest place for it. And putting it there is necessary for the good ending. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you can break into Schmidt's room. I like Schmidt's yep. room quite a bit. Um, he's got this uh, letter that he's written to the German Baron that he's working for calling the deal off. Um, and if you uh, search very carefully, you can find his pornography. Schmidt's been uh, dropping loads on the Orient Express. Um, the so and previous like there's a little bit of him like hitting on Anna um, yeah, that will yeah. really kick into high gear after the concert. Mm-hmm. But he is very lovelorn. Yes, um, and it's very sad because she's just trying to you know she's there to bust him. Yeah, you know so Chris she's paying a lot of attention to him. He cannot handle it even though he is married and stuff. And this right, is right. him trying to be uh, infidelitous. Yeah. Um. So uh, we need to get into Kronos's car, but his little lobby area, the concert's going on. <laughs> right. uh, so you can use the master key to get to the roof of the train and break into his car. You literally do it by bursting through the skylight, <laughs> uh, which I'm very surprised by. You're very bold in this whole stretch right here. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Uh, like no one's going to hear that shattering, you know, over this <laughs> music. There's a concert going on. And trains are yeah. loud. Trains are loud. Yeah. Uh, it is, uh, it's also right there though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, but this is where we find out where Kronos has his mystic knowledge uh, of you. Uh, he had hired, there's a, a private investigator report mm-hmm. where he had been following yours and Tyler's movements. Yes. Yeah. Um, and also like his, his room, his quarters are just full of all of this famous art. Like they're yes. actual, like actual pieces, like, you know, a, a major puzzle is examining this Klimt painting and like noticing a button that is embedded yep. into it. Uh, so that, that opens a safe, this compartment, uh, with a briefcase full of gold inside and you have uses. A man can find uses for a briefcase full of gold. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the, that's the motivation for him wanting the, the egg. You know, yeah, we didn't mention it earlier, but he's an art collector. Mm-hmm. Um, so you cannot go out the roof though, because the, uh, suitcase is heavy. Right. Um, you can try though, and you, you drop the suitcase and you just like grab the ledge in a way that was like the finger shreddingest. Like you had just burst through the light. Like there's just jagged pieces of glass there. I was like, Oh, this is how my character dies. You know, I just lose all my fingers at once. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just, um, but you can't do that. So you have to just walk out of the chamber in the middle of the concert. I love this so much. It, it felt like I was certain this was going to fail. Uh-huh. Like, I tried this because I couldn't think of anything else to do. Mm-hmm. I was certain I was going to lose. Uh, but you have that awesome, like, social camouflage. <laughs> yep. Like, nobody, you know, the guests don't necessarily know this is untoward. Right. Kronos does, and he makes eyes at you, but he's in the middle of a concert. He needs to save face. Yeah. He doesn't want to call attention to the fact that he is here to make this illicit deal. Yeah. Like he, like, he needs to have this mystique, and if he just stops playing piano and says, that man, he has my gold. That yeah. that suitcase he has, it's my gold. Like, it's, 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 my, bo- it's below his one. station. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, like, um, you're also on a train, so, like, where are you going to go? Totally. Yeah. Like, again, the, the, the setting is really helped by this. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and again, you know, I talked about the protagonist being kind of smarter than I am. Mm -hmm. So I, it would never have occurred to me to be like, I just need to borrow the gold to show it to Schmidt and mm -hmm. then not give it to him and then put the gold back. Yeah. Like that, that, that feels like a, like a weird gamble to me mm -hmm. and I never would have done it in real life. No. So no. I was just kind of pushing on seams and that's the way the story worked out. I wasn't necessarily making a smart puzzle choice. It's a big about leap. doing this. Yeah. It's a big leap. So this is kind of where it, the game part of this is not strong. Yeah. You know, because uh, that's what you're going to do. You're going to take the gold, show it to Schmidt, and he says, okay, you know, I, I will go ahead and stay until at least Belgrade. All right. Pro proof of life. Gotcha. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, and when you come back, uh, Kahina, the bodyguard, approaches you with a gun. Of course. And says, uh, let's go see Kronos, mm -hmm. you know, because of course you weren't going to get away with this thing. No. Um, but you do, you, you give it back. Like he, he says, you know, you could have kept that if you had brought the other, yeah. uh, which we have now, uh, -huh. uh at this point, but and, we, I, and like, yeah, this, this, a, this will lead to the ending. Like this will lead to yeah. an ending that feels like it makes sense. Yeah. You can give it to him, mm -hmm. you know, at this point and just have the gold mm -hmm. and, and, and get off. There's a couple of places where you can leave with the money. The reason that's a framed as a bad ending is because you don't find out what killed your, friend yeah but then when i actually found out what killed my friend i was so infuriated by how dumb and not related to the actual plot or po politics of it it yeah. was yeah that i i consider getting off the train with the gold the good ending yeah. like yes you don't get laid but fuck it man like a bunch of, you know you, i don't know i've got a briefcase full of gold yeah I'm, I'm gonna keep this like gigantic briefcase here yeah uh that is good that's good enough for my calf yeah yeah so. uh, you know it, it seems to make sense it's also implied king, like like you king never seeker calf how about king maker calf <laughs> ooh, with this gold yeah um and, you know like it's, it's not like by staying on this train and navigating this deal you avert or delay the start of world war one like in, in, a, in a lot of ways this is like this is a tragedy right you know there, yeah. there is something waiting there is something waiting at the end of this that none of the characters know about that is inevitable you cannot avert it um people here are either involved in or are representatives of the different forces that happen but yeah. like you getting off and you know get, getting off somewhere in europe and buying another ticket to get to Constantinople or Jerusalem with maybe more unsavory people after you doesn't seem mm -hmm. like that big of an upset to the status quo. You know, what's crazy <laughs> is that's what's happening to us right now as well. Uh, like and, the, the, the same life? thing you described as a camp. Yeah. as like a tragedy <laughs> because, uh, we're, we don't know this great thing, horrible thing that's going to happen, and we are representative of or at least involved in some of the forces that are making it is 100% true of us and everyone listening to this as well. Oh, yeah. No. What you're describing, Gary, is called anxiety. Yeah. But, I mean, it's true. Like, <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not paranoia. Like, it's like literally true. <laughs> right. Like, it's not like there's not going to be – we don't number things when there's not going to be more of them. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, ultimately, World War II was the real decision that, yeah, this is going to keep happening. Yeah. You know, like when they decided to put a two at the end of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the um, time, it was just called the Great War. <laughs> but Yeah. So, yeah, just uh, uh, the uh, the actual ending of this is is uh, is 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 sadder than the the ending of you just walking off and with a bunch of money. Right. Right. Um. So, uh, Kath, you, you know, you say like, I'm not actually after the gold. Mm -hmm. I need to know who killed my friend. Uh, Kronos like answers, you know, at this point, like he, he, he believes you mm -hmm. that you're not, uh, he's like, I don't actually know. Um, he says, I need something though, as payment for you getting into my things. He takes the scarf from you, gives it also <sighs> a sniff for perfect no. protective reasons, you know? <laughs> and, uh, this again is just, it's pointing us at Anna. Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
Um, so you you follow her to the luggage car uh, to get the egg mm-hmm. um, from from the dog cage, uh, and she gets the drop on you. Right. Uh, as you are looking over the weapons, um, you go to get the egg, and you're also going to go and check out the guns to see if Schmidt has brought the goods. Yeah. Um, and in the struggle, you know, and she's like, oh, you know, I, I knew there was more to you than I saw. Uh, you disarm her and throw the gun across the room, which is a real problem because one of the Serbians uh, has mm-hmm. also come in to check on check the you know, to check on the goods. Uh, Vesna, um, you know, and she starts attacking you. You cannot be here. You just have to keep on dodging in this terrible combat engine until Anna gets her gun back. Yeah. Um, and in this, there's some dialogue there where she thinks that you are the person who killed Tyler. Yes. Um, and you're like, no, you killed Tyler. Uh, and, um, because you call her out. You're like, I know who you are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's like, no, I've never killed anybody. Right. You know, she's like, well, you have the motive. Like, you'd want to stop the arms deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Vesna, you know, Vesna comes in. Uh, Anna gets the, the gun back as, uh, you know, puts it up to Vesna's hand. Head, Vesna runs off. Right. Um, and you share kind of a moment like, hey, neither of us, both of us are in over our heads. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we both thought we had more answers than we did. So uh, yeah. maybe we have common cause. I actually don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, do, I think yeah. the game is kind of treating it like they do. There's a couple of things where there's the cadence of that of that team up. There's the cadence of romance mm-hmm. uh, between them where the game I'm, is, is presenting it more than I'm feeling it. Yeah, yeah. In terms of the story. And part of it is because of those actions that feel kind of arbitrary yeah, that I've been yeah. making, like the lack of me that's in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeps it a mystery to the player. Like this game keeps the player at arm's length in a way that is not always great right. to me. Um, so we in Vienna, uh, we get a cutscene. Anna gets off to greet somebody and exchange flowers and get actual like code word yeah, yeah. kind of things uh, and pick up a, an a item from mm-hmm. that person. That's another spy. Uh, and Kronos and Kahina get off. Yeah, their car is actually detached here in Vienna. So we have no gold mm-hmm. uh, at this point. Right. Um, but we do have the uh, the robot. Right. <laughs> so we do, <laughs> cool. We do have a robot. Uh, moving us on to Chapter 5, the Vienna to Budapest. Yes. Uh, so far, you've played it brilliantly. If all goes well, you'll soon be in Budapest. But considering who your fellow passengers are, that's a big if. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, so you start on the restaurant, uh, on, the, on the dining car. Schmidt sits down, takes his heat. Uh, takes a seat, takes a seat. Um, and down the hall, Anna is asking a conductor saying like, Hey, can you tell Schmidt that I'm not going to make our arrangement? I'm not going to make our date. Um, and you can go back and listen to the news being delivered. Schmidt does not revise the wine order. He gets a uh, bottle of wine, bottle of champagne, and later he's going to get into some brandy. Yeah. Yeah. He's sad because he, he thought that she liked him. Yeah. You know, he's drinking his sorrows. You can talk to him a little bit later and kind of if you commiserate with him a little bit, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, Anna's attitude has changed. Um, you know, he, he, you know, keeps pouring you brandy for you to drink. He's, you know, uh, over drinking. Yeah. And you can say you can basically console him with just a tiny little bit of like the, the weakest sauce. Yes. Like, well, you know, she's an artist. Artists are fickle. And he goes, they're fickle. Lolly, what a day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're telling me I've got a chance. It, that's exactly what he does. He gets up and dances with you. Um, he's like, I'll hire her to play at my house. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get my wife to watch me finger her. Like it's this whole like, like, weird, like Schmidt is pretty, again, big Mosley energy. Uh-huh. This thing can poop. Um, so uh, we, we uh, as we're, we're continuing along, we're outside of uh, Galanta. Um, Tatiana comes to your compartment and says, Alexi is acting crazy. Right. Um, he asked me to get off uh, the train at Budapest with him and abandon my grandfather. 
Um, you know, we've seen him building a bomb. Yes. Uh, we uh, so we could get into his compartment uh, earlier than this and see more evidence yeah. of this. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, so he's planning to blow up the train to mm-hmm. kill this old man. He talks early. He's very transparent. Earlier, he, you can talk to him and he's like, the victims of an act don't matter. The symbology of the act matters. Yeah, because he's uh, a only. fucking terrorist. Yeah, he's yeah, he's absolutely <laughs> like he's like you know absolute shithead, um, and it's just like oh okay, well that does not make you me trust you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can uh, we we go into his room at this point. Uh, we can find uh, he's got a note. He's he's uh, reading uh, uh, Osprechen. Also, you know, also yeah. Sprach Zarathustra. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, he has a, a, t- a train timetable with ten forty written on it. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as like a bunch of bomb making materials and a book that's like how to make bombs mm-hmm. and uh, and things like that. So it's like, you know, oh, OK, yeah. uh, I'm going to take a part of this bomb and think I've taken care of it. I'm going to take right, the clock. Right. But there are other clocks on the on the train. So. Yeah. Well, we don't know that yet. I thought I had solved <laughs> the puzzle. Yeah. Uh, but you did, this is not solving the puzzle. Yeah. I love when you go to leave and Abbott walks in on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he has the gall to say. I'm sorry, but I believe you have the you have the wrong room. Yeah, and and you're like, well, we both have the wrong. Yeah, room. you have the wrong. <laughs> like everyone's a spy. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, kind of reminded me of Clue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that little dialogue exchange. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you uh, you go to sleep. Uh, you have a uh, a dream about the train leaving a tunnel and arriving at a castle, uh, where you embrace Anna. Um, someone knocks on the door and she fades away. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you open the door, uh, you actually like Kath and his weird uh, clairvoyance uh, walks in and sees um, uh, sees Alexei brandishing, brandishing a knife at the old man at Obolinsky. Uh, Vasily <laughs> is his name. Uh, but Vasily gets the better of Alexei and stabs him repeatedly, just like gives him just a straight up Oz just perforation. Uh, Tatiana is screaming. <laughs> and that that is what wakes you up. Is yep. uh, is this brutal murder that happens uh, on the train? And you walk in. Vasily is praying. Tatiana is weeping, and Alexei, you know, is you know dying there. He grabs your lapel and brings you in close and says, "Hey, get Tatiana, take her away from here." Uh, the yep. clock, and then and in Russian, he says, "Long live anarchy." Yep. Uh, but uh, so he's on his deathbed. He is regretting. Basically, what happened was they had a struggle, yes, of some kind, yeah. and the old man had uh, been sick of it and stabbed, right, the young man. Yeah. Um, so there is a, you're like, oh, so there's still a bomb mm-hmm. at this point. Now, this is also a place where I got some game overs because I thought I was like, oh, he does not know that I've taken out the, you know, that I fucked this up. Like maybe he thought, you know, of course he would, like he went to go pick up, pick up the bomb, put together the bomb, could not find the clock. Right. Oh, so he went back to sleep. Advance. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, so I was like, I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I, he's still under the impression that's going to blow up, mm-hmm. you know, and I, that doesn't make any sense, but you know, in retrospect, but you know, what had happened was he had made another bomb, right? Um, you can hear a ticking, you can follow it uh, to the back of one of the sleeper cars and open a panel. Mm-hmm. Um, so he has taken another clock to create the bomb. Right. Um, again, this is a tons of game, like a thousand game overs <laughs> at, at, every, at every step. Every choice. The, yeah, yep. at, at, at every choice. Um, you know, even leading up to this, but the disarming itself, you know, it's, I don't know how realistic it is, but like, you know, one wrong move and everybody goes up. Yeah. And it's not like a traditional, like wire clipping thing. Like it's opening right. the box the right way. Um, then you have to, uh, uh, change these get these wires so you expose the wires with your matches to burn off the insulation mm-hmm. so you can you can twist them to get in there yeah. um and then this is this i would never have thought of this in a million years nope you you just stick a piece of paper like you you find your telegram 
uh, to stick between the relays of the bomb, and that disarms it. That there's information no... should have been anywhere else in the game. Anywhere. Like, there's no reason for a player to know that. Like, I get the the poetry of, hey, it's the telegram that sent you here. Mm-hmm. You know, create, makes you the hero. Like, oh, it was Whitney's, like, you know, kind of, he was kind of involved in this, like, yeah. act of heroism. Because you find out, you know, Whitney is a freedom fighter, basically. Like, that right, is, right. you know, he's a, a politically motivated, like, arms uh, dealer mm-hmm. uh, for these things because he's a revolutionary. Yeah. Um, the uh, So, yeah, but the, the, in no universe with this does this feel like this would work. Right. Uh, this drove me nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I eventually, and when I say it drove me nuts, I just looked online for a solution. Yeah. It's just there's two different ways you can feel after, like, looking up a, a solution for something. Mm-hmm. You can feel like, oh, that makes sense. I'm, I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Or you can feel mad. <laughs> like, uh, you know, you, where I'm like, you how expected the fuck me to was do I supposed what? to know that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that is how I felt about this. Yeah. I'm like this. This is so dumb. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. Like maybe, maybe uh, when I'm looking through Alexi's stuff, I grab one of his pamphlets. You know, I grab his mm-hmm. little anarchist cookbook, and you know, I can use that as a as a guide. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, that that would be great. You know, there's there should be bomb making materials mm-hmm. in there. You know, it, it's it's more weird that it's not in there. Like yeah. he just memorized how to make this uh, or jury rig a bomb with any clock. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, so you disarm the bomb. Right. Um, Abbott invites you for a drink uh, at this point. Uh, and he still sounds so sad. I don't know what he's uh, he wants to play. OK, um, he'll he'll get next to me and he'll make these like, very mournful, sad cries, Whoa. which seem like they're very sweet. And then I'll pet him and he will uh, nibble at me because he okay. wants to play. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was the most heartbreaking. Yeah, very pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. He, he gets very pathetic. Mm. But he's actually in these moments, he is actually being a Bernie bro. Mm. <laughs> he's, actually, he's actually being a Bernie bro to me by biting me. Because yeah. <laughs> anything I don't like is Bernie bro. Yeah. Um, the uh, so the. Abbott here invites you for a drink and he mm-hmm. fesses up. Yeah. Basically. So, and like he's hey, part of the company. Yeah, he's he's his company man. I don't know if MI if it was MI6 at the time, but you know, MI6. Uh you know, British intelligence kind of sent him to stop an anarchist from blowing up Obolinsky, like he knew about the plot. Um mm-hmm. he also knew that there was a rogue American on board, and he was basically biding his time because he wasn't sure which of you was more dangerous. Yeah. Um, yep. But he's, you know, kind of working you over. He's buttering you up. You say, like, hey, I really admire your work. Um, can you, you know, like, do you want to come join us? You know, do you, do you, do you want to come, you know, take like to be a Kingsman? <laughs> right. <laughs> Would you like to be a Kingsman? The Golden Circle or whatever. Oh, fuck. The Kingsman in the Golden Circle. <laughs> um, and he pretty much uh, threatens you, saying, like, hey, uh, you know, if you, if you do this, we can get that whole Belfast thing off of the uh uh you know off of your record uh but if you don't you know who who's to say that people who's to say that it won't get worse for you basically Mm -hmm. yeah this is all big sequel book stuff yeah you know you you deny you're i'm not much of a joiner and he says sometimes things happen to force people to take sides Mm -hmm. like in the last express (laughs) two you know the the the, even after the last yes um anna walks by while this is happening you follow her to her uh compartment and you kiss uh this you know read as fine and romantic to me like Mm -hmm. everyone thought they were gonna blow up yeah yeah so hormones are going crazy Mm -hmm. uh but the train uh goes uh kind of tilts Mm -hmm. at this point is supposed to slow down for this curve but it's not stopping right um Uh, and this is this is like around here so like bomb forward is where this game loses me yeah 
quite a bit. Like, I don't think anything that happens after this is particularly cool right? or interesting. It's mechanically the most frustrating stuff in the game. And mm-hmm. also the dumbest plot stuff happens. Yeah. From kind of here onward. Like, I consider the bomb and that conversation with Abbott kind of to be the climax. <laughs> And all of chapter six to be kind of dumb. It's, I mean, like, so for, from this point forward, the, 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 the Serbian separatists, they're a little bit like the nihilists in um, the big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Where, where like everything is resolved, but there is still this like extremely absurd, just group of, you know, group of people that say like, nope, we're going to have an extra 20% on top of this. Um, yeah, Yeah. that, that's a little bit what this, what this feels like because the Serbians, Milosian's people have, uh, hijacked the train and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the first victim of this is that Milosian, she shoots the eunuch bodyguard taking him off the, off of the, uh, plate as it were off the table as somebody who could be, um, involved in more, uh, intrigue. Yeah. And he, he was not involved in very much at all anyway. Like that whole, that whole character thing is basically there to provide a roadblock. Yes. Um, and and a red herring. Um, so we move on to chapter six, Budapest to Constantinople, not Istanbul. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is no longer about solving a murder. The, an entire train full of pa- passenger and crew uh, is in danger and only you can save them. Right. Oh, you know, which is true-ish. Yeah. Um, so you wake up, you've been hogtied mm-hmm. uh, on the floor. So, uh, uh, you know, Robert Kath, zero, very <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> and, um, Wait, what do you mean? You've never been hogtied? Yeah, and I hope to never be hogtied. Okay. Oh, yeah, I remember so far, that so conversation. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked you, you've never been hogtied? Like, oh, you've never been to Paris? You've never been? <laughs> you should come to, come to Paris no, and get no. hogtied with Francois. <laughs> to hogtie that kid. Have you he ever been hogtied in the Louvre? Yeah, you, you have not been hogtied until you have been hogtied on the banks of the Parisian River and seen a sunset. <laughs> Poor fool. Um, yeah. So uh, you uh, struggle to get your matches out to yeah. burn the ropes around your arms, which seems like a really good way to set yourself on fire. Like, yeah. this is also a dumb puzzle. Yep. Um, you know, oh, okay, I would definitely die from this. Yeah. Um, and this starts a very long combat section because you got to deal with yep. those Serbs. Uh, yep. First off, Ivo comes in and attacks you. This is just a real basic duck encounter kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, um, Anna is tied up here and we talked to her. Um, she's like, hey, we're almost at the border. We've got to stop the train because if we get to Serbia, we'll be killed. Right, right. You know, we're, like, we're, we're going to cross the line and instead of, um, you know, throwing our hat on the ground and stopping on it, they will have jurisdiction and kill us. So, yes. Um, also, I mean, for her, you know, she has jurisdiction here while they're in Hungary. Uh, yes. so she, she is very invested in things stopping right now. Yes. Um, you know, Kath explains to her saying like, you know, and, and this only happens if you have read the letter in Schmidt's, um, quarters, things like that. Saying like, Hey, uh, you've been set up and, uh, Schmidt was set up as well. Germany wanted an incident. You know, they wanted something mm-hmm. on top of what happened in Sarajevo with the assassination to start a war and this arms deal. You know, if if somebody was found selling, uh, you know, selling munitions to these terrorists, to these separatists, well, that would be just enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she leaves. She's like, no, that can't be true. Uh, how could they have got one over on me? But, you know, she just runs away. Yep. 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 Uh, so she leaves running towards the front of the train. 
um, you follow. Uh, if you go into the restaurant, you just get cut. Yep. Vesna just immediately slashes you in the face, yeah. so you have to go up on the roof. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, then we fight old Salko, mm-hmm. another uh, Serbian. So it's another fight, uh, this time with a uh, big inanimate rod. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just makes the fight a little bit different, but none of these fights are good. Right. So it's horrible. Um, you manage to uh, wrestle it away from him and throw him off the train. Right. Bye-bye, Salko. Uh, like a mama. Um, and then we hear a sword unsheathing behind us. It's Vesna, yeah, the, uh, the end boss of Serbia. If you do, the end boss of Serbia. <laughs> um, if you don't turn around after you hear the sword unsheath, then uh, then you're going to yeah. get killed. So you have to turn around. Uh, and yeah. this brings about the most um, irritating fight because it's very long. Yeah. Um, you know, you, it's also the most complex. You have to choose which direction to dodge in. So you yeah, have to read boy. her animations to figure out if you need to block up or dodge down. Yes. Um, and uh, you might have to do this over and over again because you do not beat her uh, by pummeling her with your inanimate carbon rod, uh, iron rod, rather. Um, you beat her uh, because the fight ends when she ducks and you have like a split second to get down as well because you're going through a tunnel. Which is kind of clever. Like she's facing the tunnel. Yes. Your back is to, you know, where the train is going. So she would see it before you. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of clever. But like, boy, is it frustrating to do action stuff in this game. Yes. You know, <clears throat> so. Um, so that is uh, the, the new can kind of uh, struggle mm-hmm. at this point after you guys duck um, in that you are left hanging on the side of the train. Um, she's kind of going to step on your fingers like a villain, but you mm-hmm. yank her off by her feet. Yes. Um, throwing people off trains is Kath's primary fatality. Of course. Uh, he does. <laughs> Ring out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he rings you out with extreme prejudice. Um, so you walk up to the front of the train uh, and we see Milos uh, at the helm. Yeah. Um, and you can end it here. Like you can, mm-hmm. um, you know, rightfully jump down there and deal with him. But that is not the good ending uh, yes. because, you know, you still have all of these people on this train and he is still in control of the train. Yeah. So I forget exactly what happens, but it ends with you like getting a medal, but things are still bad. Yes. You've, you've, you've caused an international incident. No, that's a later one. Sorry. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. there's, there's lots of, everything is a way to end now. Yes. Yeah. So, so just know that the, the, we're following the proper path here. I can't, I don't know if I did <clears throat> that. So I can't remember it exactly either. Right. Right. Um, what you're supposed to do is go back to the dining car. Um, so you, you let the passengers know most of the Serbians are gone. <laughs> so go to the sleeping compartments. Um, 75% of the Serbians are dealt with. Yeah, taking care of most of Serbia. Uh, everyone goes back, uh, except for the Russians, uh, do not go back. Uh, Tatiana is having a really rough time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with yeah. us. All of the violence, she has uh, regressed. Like she is singing to herself. And yep. it's bad, bad news. And you're going to save the uh, people on the train by decoupling the back half of the train. Yes. Um, Schmidt catches you. This is a great scene because he's on the other side of it. <laughs> yes. um, and he thinks you're trying to get out of the deal. And you're like, no, you know, Anna never liked you. She was a spy. Uh, you're being framed by your bosses. Uh, and he's like being separated. You've separated the train cars. So he's <laughs> being put away from you. And you're saying, oh, actually, you know, Robert Kath's my name. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just and, love that. Uh, it's, uh, it's real good. Again, setting him up as like probably a recurring character. Mm-hmm. You know, I can imagine him popping up if they did sequels. 100%. Because, you know. Um, so when we go back to the, uh, 
you know, the the dining car. I missed this actually. This is an optional scene. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, but the Russians uh, are still there. They didn't go back to their uh, to their compartments. So, you know, um Vasily is, you know, t- talking to her, trying to comfort her, saying, Hey, things are gonna be just like they were. Things are gonna mm-hmm. be, you know, just like normal. We're gonna go back and he's naming all these people, you know, who you know, who lived with them at their big house on the lake, et cetera, et cetera. And she's not having any of it. Like, you know, even though she is like singing to herself, she, she knows the truth. Like, you know, they're all dead. Like (laughs) we were, you know, like we were trying to get away from that because a home is a hornet's nest. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it's bad. Uh, and it plays into the usual trope of Russians being, uh, you know, just, uh, fonts of endless tragedy. Yep. In fiction, yes. Yep, yep. Um, you climb up on the roof uh, to go after Milos now. Um, he thinks you are working for the Hungarians. Um, he says that Tyler died for the cause. I was like, oh, he was lying about killing him. He killed Tyler. Mm-hmm. No, the truth is way stupider than that. <laughs> um, there Anna have been any him. number of good ways that Tyler could have died. Yeah, it's incredibly dumb. <laughs> yeah. uh, Anna shoots him. He falls off the train. Right. Um. Anna uh, tells the worker, like, say, stop shoveling coal mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um, and you turn around and release the emergency brake so you won't uh, stop. Right. Yeah. Um, so this is forgive me for being dumb. <laughs> why don't you want to stop in Austria? Uh, so so why, why, why don't you want to stop in Austria? Um, yeah. I mean, pr- pr- primarily uh, because that is, that is not um, – that is not his goal. He wants to get to Constantinople. You don't know that, though. Like, I, well, yeah, I, you, I don't know that, and I don't know why. Oh, he wants, uh, so so I mean, he, he he wants to get he wants to get to Constantinople so he can go to Jerusalem in order to uh, study manuscripts and learn more about his like secret society or whatever. It's so dumb. Yeah, like it, like so this whole thing where she's saying like stop the car. Mm-hmm. Like, do you not think that you can get there from Austria? Like this this whole like at this point I had this huge disconnect for my character because. Yeah. He was making an argument that I would not make mm-hmm. where he's like, no, yeah, like we're going to keep going. And I'm like, well, do you remember the whole part where it's like if we stop in Serbia, like the Serbians will kill us? Uh-huh. <laughs> where is this this end of the line shit from the secret society that you belong to mm-hmm. with your your magical ring, mm-hmm. which has barely come up at this point and going to Jerusalem to study manuscripts? Almost none of that is in the game. No, like, he, he never this, describes it either. About it. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 that if it's just to not have to catch a different ride, mm-hmm. it's so unbelievably stupid after yes. like separating a train car. Yeah. Uh doing all, you know, all of all of these things. And at this point I I was I thought, "Oh, okay, like Milos was lying about not killing because he's a villain. Like he was going to mm-hmm. kill everybody on this train." Yeah. So of course he would lie about killing Tyler. Yeah. You know. So this just made no sense to me. Like it, I, I was just like, this is really dumb. I get yeah. it now in retrospect that he wants to go to the thing. Mm-hmm. If he wants to go somewhere else, but that is under motivated uh, to me. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, so the, the, the thing that is left hanging at this point, like if you end, you don't know how Tyler died and that has kind of been, you know, your express, you know, intention being on this, on this train, not only to stay alive, um, you know, your express stated intention so far, like I need to figure out what's going on with Tyler. You know, it's been yes. the reason you have been working all these people to try, you know, to try and figure out because the suspect is on the train, you know, yes. and like, maybe I just, maybe I just decoupled the <laughs> decoupled them from us. And the suspect is many, many miles back. Um, if you stop here, like it's never explained like, okay, well, you know, you stop here. 
maybe the uh, you know the Austrians had something to do with it, and they will they will keep you and stymie you from learning the truth, et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm. You know, if if it stops, like you know, like this ending seems fine. Like you don't get the answer, and you get a medal, and then you're embroiled in World War One as it breaks out, literally like the next day. But yeah, it's uh, it's very poorly conveyed. It just seems like a way better ending. Yeah. Than the actual ending that I got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She, she, uh, wants know, you to, and, she wants you to stop in Austria because of jurisdiction reasons. You want to get out of Austria because of jurisdiction reasons, basically. Yeah, I, I don't know that it does the jurisdiction stuff yeah. very well. I feel like that. I don't think that the game actually expresses that idea. Yeah. I think this is where I get, the game falls down from not letting us into our main character's head at all. Yeah. And yeah. keeping us at this distance. Mm-hmm. Like. It just felt arbitrary and yeah, dumb. because we know nothing about Constantinople aside from that's where the line ends. We know nothing about Jerusalem. J- Jerusalem um, At all. Yeah. In this game, like, you know, and now, like, this this is actually all incredibly dumb. I, like, forgot in the, the run-up to this that we're going to have a train chase. Yeah. Like, so she, she says, you know, so we're crossing the border. So she's like, okay, fine. I'll lower the gun because we're on a train. We have no point. Um, Abbott. Uh, shows up however a serbian army train is chasing us mm-hmm. at this point we're being chased by another train <laughs> like there's a reason why there are car chases and not train chases <laughs> uh, and then the serbians also switch us to old track with the idea that the bridge is won't handle the modern train's weight right however we barely cross it and then the bridge collapses behind us, so the other train pulls off its hat and stomps on it. Yep. And shakes its fist at us. And stops and immediately, like trains immediately do. Immediately stops on a dime, yeah. like just like a runaway train. And also, what was the the, the Serbian's plan? Oh, that the train has the, the the train has the munitions that we need. Let's throw them into the bottom of a gorge surrounded yeah. by like flaming, twisted iron. Yeah, let, let's <laughs> let's swim down to grab the uh, the weapons that will miraculously be. Why don't they make the whole gun out of the black box? <laughs> Like, I don't, nothing makes sense at this point in this game. Like, this plot is actually, like, a really excellent setup and middle. It it was really good up until the, up until the bomb plot. (laughs) Yeah, the the bomb plot is really where this goes. And then you you run into structural problems where this game has to be about. Yeah. Everything that was happening at this time. It's like, like, it it is, they, 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 they they got like 80% through and said, oh, fuck, we need a conclusion. And then they just started breathlessly rushing to like, all right, we we know (laughs) rushing to some kind of ending that makes that, that does not match to anything that happened before, really. Well, well, not just that, but it, it, so that, that's definitely true. And then also the lack of focus is pretty crazy because Mm -hmm. basically everything that happens with Russians in this is its own little side story that we're only getting foisted upon us. Like mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with Tyler or any of the principal characters. <clears throat> it's this story between these two halves of Russia that was like also happening at the same time. I, that, that's also a little bit the story of world war one as well. Well, for sure. But I'm not saying it's, but it, it, I mean, it, 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 it didn't, well it didn't need to be mapped into this game like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it, it ends up feeling really weird that just as we are getting the closure and understanding, like the big reveal of this game is when you you realize the the German plot, you know that that Schmidt and uh, Anna were uh, patsies. Yes, that is the kind of thing. And all of the principles, all the things having to do with our friend, mm-hmm. are then solved. Right. You know, we don't know how he died yet, which we will find out. But it, we, you know, spoiler, we have the reason we have the murder weapon. <laughs> we know the su- the suspect you know, is still on the train with us. Suspect is still on the train. 
everything that happened with Russia, uh-huh. other than having that thing translated, has been this little side story mm-hmm. that nonetheless ends up being this major source of end like fail conditions. Yes. Between yeah. the bomb and between um what Tatiana uh, does later. Yeah. Yeah, Tatiana does later. So like it just is not very focused mm-hmm. uh in a way that is to its detriment. Yeah. I think. And it, it's part of the reason why my character is now all of a sudden like act like the, the story has lost me. Yeah. yeah. I'm no longer with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's a, I was on that car that got decoupled. Me and Schmidt, <laughs> me and Schmidt and Francois have a fat boy party. <laughs> Just eating chocolates and drinking brandy uh, and dancing. I mean, you're trying to, I mean, other than Francois being there, like that doesn't sound like a bad time. <laughs> The, uh, at some point, you know, we'll, that piggy's going to squeal. <laughs> we're we're going we're, we're to roast Francois. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Like, uh, and eat him alive. Yes, of course. Um, the, uh, the small boy. Yes, the small the small boy in the dog cage. Yeah. yeah. This Uterbrotten is uh, <laughs> so good. Croak uh, Francois. <laughs> eat here. Um, anywho. Uh, so the train is chasing us. We escape from the train. Uh, later we check in with Anna. It's yep. been a busy day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, vibe check. Hey, Anna, yeah, how just you doing? About, yeah, everything okay. Yeah. Um, and she congratulates you, uh, getting out of there, but then mocks you about not finding who, out who killed Tyler, which is a, a low blow. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. And, and you, there's a, there's a good dialogue here. She's yeah. like, I fight for my country. And she's like, what is your country? Like you speak this language, yeah. you know, you're from this language. You were a patsy of this country. Like yeah. basically, uh, you know, signaling that end of an era, you know, kind of a globalization, yeah, you know, yeah. where kind of, uh, this sort of nationalism is no longer really in style. Right. Um, right. you know, we are the, those, and, and the Orient Express is a big symbol of that, of the blurring of borders. Mm-hmm. You know, you can talk to two porters, uh, earlier where they talk, they literally talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, or like uh, Schmidt, rather, when you can overhear Schmidt and Abbott talking. Yeah. And uh, Schmidt talks about the future where they're like, actually, will not be borders. Like, mm-hmm. this is just going to be a formality. We will just be able to do trade. Trade will be the international language. Yes. Like, there is a lot of energy about this, about, you know, uh, cutting down on national nationalism. And you kind of challenge her with it. Yeah. Basically saying like, hey, like, you know, the, uh, <laughs> a little bit more tactfully than Alexa might do. But like, yeah, this thing that you're buying into is actually really harmful to you and is making you useful to people yes. who do not have your best interest in mind. And and with my general, like, you know, it is insane to pledge allegiance to a country, mm-hmm. you know, in that way, like in kind of uh, doing something purely because a government tells you to do it. Yeah. yeah. Is not good. Right. Uh, is not is is a more accurate way of putting what I was what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, this is appealing to me. Yes. Um, and of course it works. Uh, you know, he says like, Hey, I'm going to, this is where he starts talking about Jerusalem. Right. Um, right. Wants to find this manuscript because he's been doing this whole Indiana Jones plot that we don't get to see. Yep. Um, he's like, you should come along. Yeah. And, uh, she recognizes like she, she, you know, notices the signet ring that you have on like, Oh, like I know where that tower is. Yeah. Um, and he says, oh, <laughs> why do you think I care about that? I'm like, well, you're wearing it. Um, yeah. and, then, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, it's a family crest. Like every part of that means something. And Gas like, nope, nope, la, la, la. I'm not listening. Because he's a shot in Jaeger or whatever they were going to reveal Kath to be. Right. If they got to make the sequels. Right. Um, uh, so so you're going all up. of a sudden, though, 
Kronos is back. Yeah. Again, the, like we have lost the plot in a, in a very intense, intentional way. Yeah. Like uh, he got back on at some point mm-hmm. uh, that we did not see he, and the game did not show fit to show us. He's, he, so he somehow got off. He decoupled from the Orient Express and caught up to what has to have been the fastest train. Past a broken bridge. <laughs> right. Um, you know, caught up, like got in a, a, uh, you know, a helicopter or something right. like, you know, got it, got in a world war one biplane <laughs> and got, you know, got to dive back into this. And then like, so now Kronos and Kina, the bodyguard are back. It makes yeah. no sense. Right. Um, uh, and he demands, uh, you know, bring me the firebird. I am this weirdo yeah. art collector. This is the thing that is most important to me. You have fucked around enough. Uh, it can end here. If you kept the, uh, firebird, uh, in your, uh, in, in your cell uh, in your quarters yeah. uh but if you stash the egg up in uh, up in the dog cage you go there and grab it <laughs> yep and we get it uh he says open the egg he's got a gun on you right at right. this point um and uh you open the egg you hear the bird's uh heartbeat everyone is acting like it's not a, a big eyesore and no one is like oh it's a transformer like nobody's weirded <laughs> out by this robot that they're suddenly confronted with yeah um it's big it's a big robot too i keep yeah, saying robot yeah. i know that makes everyone think that it's like a human-sized robot mm-hmm. it's like two feet it's long. not it's not the size of a crow it's the size of a raven yes big big robot yeah um and he makes anna play the violin to make the bird sing mm-hmm. and we basically have to stall until sunsets yeah because uh you know uh swing for the fences john boy or whatever the twist was from signs <laughs> your friend telling you to make it sing was telling you how to fight at the end right right and also the uh the the, the book that you read the the, yes. the 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 sick man of europe or whatever talking about you know, uh, talking about the reveal of the um, the Slithro woman in it, but it's like, hey, the, the egg has a dual nature, day and night. Um, yeah. You know, and when you have it open, instead of you know, he says, hey, put it away. You can pull out the scarab whistle instead, uh, yeah. which you blew earlier. And during the daytime, the scarab whistle would make the uh, would make the bird sing. Yes. Um, at nighttime, however, it activates mm-hmm. the slash protocol. <laughs> yes. This makes the uh, so the last express. <laughs> Largely considered to be a very classy game, yep. uh, and rightfully so. And like, like a very grown-up game, right? A grown-up like... classy game that is very dry, uh, very difficult, you know, moderate, you know, mature themes and such, hinges on <laughs> a egg that turns into a killer attack robot. Yep. <laughs> like, the greatest weapon known to mankind, uh-huh. the Firebird. <laughs> I lost my mind. <laughs> Like, I don't live with anybody, so when I talk, like, it's usually to a purpose, or I'm just asking Pocket if he is baby. Right. But this was me literally just like, no way! Like, uh, just my, like a, like a, like a filthy streamer, can, can like, you... like a Twitch streamer. I was, hey, like, hey. just yelling at my TV, you know, or yelling at my, uh, my computer screen. Like, what the fuck? And I was rolling. I did not expect this one bit it's i mean it's it's extra absurd because the uh you know they they didn't like photograph a model like they didn't make a model of this and photograph it it is a cartoon bird overlaid (laughs) on this existing style yeah Yeah. (laughs) like no one's invented the firebird for real like we don't have attack eggs Cool. <laughs> like, the attack egg technology would not have been perfected for decades. No, World War One was a huge setback with attack yeah. eggs. <laughs> like, but if it wasn't, wasn't for the events of this game, we'd have a ta- an attack egg in every home. You know? I know. Like everyone would just have an attack egg, and they could just make it sing uh, whenever there's an intruder about. You know, the but, attack egg doctrine. 
but the attack, but the but the but the attack drone bird goes after uh, you know, k- 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 kills Kahina. Uh, it, it, it knows who it's intelligent. <laughs> It knows, it knows who the threats are yep. and it follows whoever brings it to life. Uh-huh. So it's got a rudimentary clockwork AI uh, inside it. Uh, so it takes care of the villains that miraculously reappeared on the train. Uh-huh. And it's about to turn on Kath and Anna, but they jump mm-hmm. out of the train, like which yep. it flies. So <laughs> You're never safe from no. That's egg. the thing about the attack egg. You're never safe. <laughs> Like, and then when you, uh, so boy, uh, you get off, uh, at this point, um, and this is where you conclude, uh, you know, the dog jumps off. So the dog, dog survives. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Cause the train's going to blow up too. Just, yeah. Just yeah so no. So, so we jump off while the train is still moving. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird that Kronos is still on here. Uh, yeah. but you're like, we just, just got birded. <laughs> Only true. You know, the bird is holding him down. Right. Right. Uh, no, but, but, but uh, <laughs> God, the train stops like 50 yards away from where you jump off. Yeah. It's at the station in Constantinople. Um, yeah. We cut, we, we, we cut across, um, you know, back onto the train. Tatiana in her post-traumatic uh, days, you know, she's singing to herself. She's in the luggage car and she's standing over the crate of munitions uh, and she's saying they mustn't get the guns. There must be no more war. Uh, and yeah. she picks up some of your matches and lights them, igniting a bomb. Ignites a bomb. Uh, it yeah. blows up. It destroys the train. We get a very gruesome shot of Abbott's face, like yeah. blowing apart, like it's Hitler in Bionic oh. Commando. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold up, Cole! Bionicle yeah. Commando. Ooh. Ooh. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so this is just. I mean, I don't know. Again, this game just trying to be about everything that could possibly happen in this uh, point in history. Yeah. Like, I don't like this subplot. I don't like Tatiana doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just don't. It just doesn't. Uh, her and, turning into a, a grief robot did not work for me. And then, unrelated to the to the train car exploding, nobody at the station seems to be concerned with no. this massive explosion that has happened, killing everybody on board and presumably anybody close to the train. Yeah. Um, like you know kath walks up to a little boy saying you there boy what day is today kid looks up you that war were declared yeah. <laughs> and so um, all of your high adventure plans with anna uh they yeah. go out the window because her nationalism reasserts her her duty her place is to go back to hungary she says yeah. hey this war is not going to last more than a month i'll catch the next you know orient express and you're bringing where to get back together oh can you dog sit for me yeah and little little do you know and she's like oh the, the war won't last a month little uh, <laughs> cool. you know this is this is the last time for a while that the orient express will run this was the last run yeah uh before the thing also somewhere in there where you're talking about like oh the bird must have killed tyler and this is not given proper oh, shrift no no it doesn't no one is so here's the thing <laughs> the reason why this bird is so funny i know we were already over the bird but we're gonna spend some more time with the bird because you're not over the bird <laughs> i'm never over the bird so why is everyone in this game over the bird? If if we are this because war were declared. Well, <laughs> the uh, I mean, just nobody here has seen anything like this. You know, like I can imagine a drone. Right. You know, like I can imagine an egg drone uh-huh. that shoots things, but like a, a flying semi-intelligent attack bird. This is this would be like if I went back in time and showed them an iPhone. Uh huh. And him just being like, huh? Oh, the well, firebird must have killed Tyler. <laughs> and then go moving on like what do you mean the the robot bird must have killed your friend that's who, it who made it 
Who made it? Why? Who? Where is there an army of them? Can I get a dozen of them? Yeah. Are there more like, of these? Do we need to stop this? Yeah. Who? What country do these belong to? Who gives a shit about those guns? <laughs> Pretty soon, every country and every dot com is going to have a murder <laughs> egg. Their own flying battle tank. <laughs> the the uh, it's it's just amazing, and 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 in no point like if if this were like a, an experimental itch.io game uh-huh. that was meant to have a certain tone and then do this tone at the end as a joke. Uh huh. You know, like like a like a long version of of Room of a Thousand Snakes or whatever. <laughs> This this could not be funnier as yeah. a thing that happened. Like, good lord! And just and just the fact that they move on from it so quickly <laughs> is so fucking funny. I need an oral history of this game that's just about this choice. Yeah. You know, good lord! Oh, God, that bird! That goddamn bird! <laughs> It's just like I just and uh, like I, I don't like I mean so the bird is a MacGuffin right you know the sure the, the, but the, this MacGuffin's got claws cool <laughs> the, the MacGuffin <laughs> has claws for for, for sure I, yeah. I you know I I I don't think I'm a I don't think I'm an especially smart man but I'm not an especially dumb man I've I've been rolling this over in my head what does what the fuck does the bird symbolize yeah in in a game where everything to a fault needs to symbolize something about a right. very specific time in in geopolitics what does the bird stand in for. I don't know. I, you know, and yeah, I don't know. And it's like, it's also, it's not, it makes it not a MacGuffin. Yep. Like the whole idea of a MacGuffin is that it doesn't have any intrinsic value. It's just mm-hmm. what the plot revolves yeah, around. Yeah. This has so much intrinsic value. Like I want to upgrade <laughs> my units in Starcraft so they can carry one of these. <laughs> it does, it's, got, it's got big Protoss energy is the thing. I know. Like, well, that's what they symbolize actually. The waiting invasion of the Protoss. We got the Hungarians, the Serbians, the Germans, the British, the French, and the Protoss. <laughs> the, 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 the Protoss. <laughs> that's, that's World War One. World War One X, my new novel I'm self-publishing on Amazon. <laughs> fuck man i i it's so amazing like what a surprise what a surprise but the thing is i'm so happy right now that i can't be angry it's very funny like the the joy and the laughter that came of it both like from talking about it and from playing it and like you know, once a month for the next like couple of years, I'll just be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> the robotic bird killed Tyler." Whitney. Here's the uh, here's the thing. Will make me laugh. You know, this is a game that people talk about, and every fucking thing in the entire world is a meme. How did yeah. I not know about the fucking murder bird? Yeah, <laughs> you, you know, in the uh, uh, gog and stuff. So that Easter egg with the the conductor juggling his head. Right, right. Um, so that's used for like promotional shots of this game. Like it's right. an Easter egg, but it's a very famous. Uh, thing mm-hmm. the fact that this revolves around a robot kill bird is not and that feels unjust to me because like yeah. the head juggling thing is cool even though i mean i didn't mention this earlier but just as a thing like i really thought there's gonna be more mm-hmm. uh, kind of surreal imagery that yeah. would happen like there's gonna yeah. be more dreamy weemy so anyways like i don't like dreams that reveal the plot mm-hmm. uh in, in fiction i don't think that's a good plot device no. but it at least would have been visually cool mm-hmm. um instead the the out there-ness comes from this explicitly sci-fi right. weapon <laughs> Uh, that is just uh, really pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love that, that somebody wrote a book about this thing. So that's how you do to try it at night. But the book didn't mention that turns into a killer. <laughs> it been, it mentioned the portrait that changes. Yeah, it's not the most important part of this story, nor <laughs> the, the legend of the bird egg. Like that was just not mentioned. 
<laughs> is the problem us? Like, are we going to put out this episode and everyone's going to be like, yeah, it just turns into a robotic killer. What are you guys going on about? I don't understand. I mean, you just, you know? I don't know. Just kind of, kind of seems like you would be mature enough to accept that. Yeah, like it's a mature story. What are you talking about? Guys, like, listen, Duffy, like, I mean, I'm getting sick of your immaturity. Like, first of all, you're dunking and eating that tiny French boy. And second, like, you don't understand a perfectly good serviceable murder transformer egg. You it's know? a tale as old as time. Yeah, it is a, it's, a, it's a plot trope. There's a really like, TV trope, like Bad Egg. And, yeah, it's just like, this is whenever in a fiction, a MacGuffin egg turns into an attack bird. Like, attack bird. Man versus man. Man versus self. Yeah. Man versus deadly art egg. Yeah. Um, yeah I'm like... Like, like, so, like, all of this stuff, maybe the bird included, if the bird is supposed to symbolize something that I'm just too dense to see. Um, I'm not willing to concede that at the moment, but it's possible. Like, like someone, like, you can make a really shitty argument about, like, I can just, oh, it's like the onset of technology and how it's going to yeah, change war or something. You know. There's a lot of, like, super stretchy arguments you can make. And when the game does nothing to stretch its symbolism before this. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, every person just represents the country yeah. that they're from in a very direct way. Mm-hmm. I will not settle for anything less than very direct symbolism of right. that bird. But, like, it is so. it is doing so much to tie everything into World War One Begins. This story ends with the beginning of World War I, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at, at, at both a micro and a macro level, right, in the way that everything kind of played out uh, aboard this train. Like... It's. It kind of seems to me that things would have worked out better for this as a story if they kept that as dramatic irony as opposed to, like, dragging everybody by the fucking necktie toward that conclusion. Yeah. Right? Like, just, you know, like the, 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 the story ends and it is left to us to understand that no matter what, no matter what any of them do, World, World War One will begin because it is bigger than any of them and it is bigger than what is going on in this train. That would have been better to me. Than everything that they have done, uh, r- robot murder egg included, uh, yeah. you know, in order to you know, in order to reconcile those two things, like that, I think is one of the things that causes this game to that causes this game to rot in its last chapter. I I will I will say you know unequivocally that this damages the the game quite a bit, mm-hmm. like the the tone uh, and not just it but also the you know bomb onward. Yeah. Right. Like the tone it is going for that is very special and unique. That sense of tragedy mm-hmm. just feels really silly when it all piles up mm-hmm. and ends with a train chase. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, I don't know. That train chase was really dumb. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like, the, the I, whole. And I, I, w- I would say fighting on top of the train, kind of dumb. It's like the, the, <laughs> they are working to hit like the cliches or like the they're marking time through a song that I didn't know that they were like getting through. You know, yeah. like just be like, oh, like all of a sudden we have to hit all of these hallmarks of a pulp story that takes place on a train, you know, for, for from this time period. It's like, no, like this intimate thing you had going on was way more interesting. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, M- much more interesting. So, like, it's not, you know, something one of the uh, uh, discussion thing that's come up on dispatches, mm-hmm. you know, that we'll definitely do at some point. Yeah. Um, is, you know, uh, the importance of endings, right? Yeah, yeah. In games, that's, of course, very important. It's something that we have opinions about that leaked out, but we'll do a longer form discussion about it at some mm-hmm. point. The, I can understand the argument in both ways. Um, this is definitely an exhibit in the endings matter category. Well, especially because, for the genre, because it's a mystery. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's also the 
everything I was left with after leaving the game, <laughs> like, is none of it's good. Right. Like, all of my impressions are comical or uh, asinine. Yeah. Uh, and all of the stuff I liked, like, basically this game to me climaxes at the concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. I'm doing cool spy shit. There's that whole, like, social shield mm-hmm. um, about things. Like, that's very good. Yeah. Very good. Um, and uh, makes, you know, takes clever advantage of the real-time conceit mm-hmm. um you know really really neat uh and then after that though it really loses its place in a way that i did not expect from a game with this kind of prestige right uh and it is always <clears throat> going to be to me the game with the the big robotic attack bird plot mm-hmm. because it's so outsized that it doesn't it doesn't erase anything good that it did you know i'm never like oh this washes anything out there's no washing out in games like right good and bad exist at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just bigger, yeah. like it moves. It, it's it, the furthest it goes in a direction is that direction. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't overwrite anything that came before it, but it definitely superimposes. Yes, very much so. Yeah. So big, big bummer ending, <laughs> uh, even though again, very funny. Like it, it's very funny. I got real joy out of it. Yeah. Like, you know, I can, I cannot imagine a duck feed future in which the robotic attack egg does not become a thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. But sneaking in abject suffering material in the middle of this watch out for fire <laughs> in the middle, the last 5% of this watch out for fireballs game, uh, was a real, real trick. Yeah. trick. You know, yeah. Are we sure like there wasn't some kind of like adaptation thing going on here? Like a particular character died in the story and then somebody else started writing it. I don't know. Uh. I don't know. Watch somebody like, you know, get feedback on the, this and be like, oh, this is actually based on the like <laughs> the jeweled, the jeweled Phoenix of the czar, the actual murder egg that was made. Cause I knew like people made clockwork birds and yeah, stuff. I knew like music boxes are, you know, like, you know, interesting and neat, but if they can fly though. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I would have read about that. I know. It's just like, yeah, I, I would have known about that. Like, uh, man, anywho, <laughs> Um, so, so that ends up, yeah, it's real silly ending. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, very funny, oh, um, ending. And that, and that has been, uh, the last express. Do we, do you have any other like wrap up stuff that we have not hit? That, yeah, that, that, that we haven't hit. I mean, aside from like general summations, you know, I, I feel, I feel like if you've been on the ride, you, you, you know, generally what I feel. Mm-hmm. Thinking about stuff that kind of carried this, carried this forward, you know, you, you hit, you, we hit a few of like the refer- references, you know, Tacoma seems to borrow a lot from this. I would be real surprised if we, I get the feeling if we talked to Fulbright, if we talked to anybody there and said like, hey, did, did the last Express inform, in, inform Tacoma, they would, mm-hmm. they would either say yes, or they would say, oh yeah, like that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 It, you know, it, it's, it's not too much of a leap. What I would say, um, and I, I don't know, like, this is not like me recommending that we cover this, but like, if you're looking for something that captures this, probably in a bit more of a regimented, easier to follow uh, kind of way, that also is a bit of a period piece, uh, Hotel Dusk, and then its sequel that was only released in Europe, The Last Window, mm-hmm. um, capture this very well, where you are in a limited environment with a varied cast that you are in, uh, investigating and learning from. And kind of resolving their own individual plots and seeing how they all tie together. Um, that like that is something else that has done this, I think, in a much more accessible way. Um, and as far as I can recall, doesn't have any murder eggs. I'm not saying that is a more important game than this, but like that is something that I couldn't help but think of as I was going through this. Well, all, all the stuff like there, there are a bunch of games that do similar things to this that I think are you know not the problem. 
right you know with it right like the idea of um being uh you know dealing with this cast of characters who have done crimes mm-hmm. is good yes in fiction like that is that is something that is that is good it's been part of adventure games like there's a little bit of like um the the colonel's bequest yeah, yeah. Uh, in this, you know, the like Laura Bow Bo mysteries and stuff like that. Like, there's other things that share this DNA mm-hmm. uh, in a way. With the the reason why I don't actually like, I think I don't like this game very much. Like, I liked mm-hmm. parts of it quite a bit, but on the whole, I did not like playing it that much. Um, in part because of that silliness, like it, it's just taking the big wet shit at the end. <laughs> but also the fact that like investigation games, like I want to do more investigating. Mm-hmm. You know, like I like, uh, you know, obviously I do because they're some of my favorite games. But in terms of being a detective, I like the Gabriel Knight games a lot more. Yeah. yeah. I like dialogue trees. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm doing this, the fact that I couldn't tell anybody about the bomb drove me nuts. Yeah. Like it yeah. wasn't that was a major problem with this story. Mm-hmm. It made me not make sense. Like, yes, it's an Easter egg and foreshadowing. But where's your sense of self-preservation? Yeah. Like it just ended up the fact that this kept you at arm's length, but had such a. a a set story you wanted to tell for like a game that is not linear, that mm-hmm. you're not going to see everything. The actual correct path is so linear that uh, it ended up just feeling bad when I had no possibility space yeah. or so it, little possibility space. It, it's, it's frustrating. You, you you want to not make this argument because it feels like armchair designing or whatever, but like it's frustrating to look at what feels like um, misallocated resources. Yeah. Um, for lack of a better way to put it, where like like a lot of the a lot of the downsides to this uh, mechanically have to do with the fact that like, oh, you just prioritize different things. Like yeah. you, you you couldn't you couldn't have dialogue trees because you you know because that's just not what this game is about. Um, yeah. you know, like you like you 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 have decided that Kath is going to be this kind of person, and you know, maybe that would have been too technically difficult to do. You know, they're well, that, already that, accounting for so much nonlinearity and being, you know, being in different places and seeing different stuff that adding more branches on top of that might not have been technically feasible. And it well, made an impressive product, but not like actually a sufficient one. Yeah, especially considering the technical mm-hmm. uh, the, the presentation things. Yeah, yeah. Right. So <clears throat> There are shades of this where it's like, yes, this is also, you know, some of that lack of of movement or agency is similar to like Dragon Age versus Torment. Yeah, yeah. Speak, you know, where like one of those things, because you have these production values, you cannot include as much dialogue. Mm-hmm. You don't have the kind of uh, maneuverability as far as changing it and editing it and things like that. Like right. a game that does not have voice acting will typically, uh, if not always... <laughs> have a stronger script in some way shape mm-hmm. or form yeah because you're nimble because, you can constantly improve it through uh through throughout development yeah and you you do lose things based on that mm-hmm. but this because not only do they have to voice it but they also uh you know animated it mm-hmm. you know it wasn't like they could have a lot of different choices or options <clears throat> right uh because it'd be very expensive to add them yeah you know um yeah so it didn't see yeah I, I, the, the way that I was thinking about it, you know, I talked about on the Twitter is it's like one of those things where it's an interesting, really, really interesting experiment that I think ultimately was not worth doing. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted a, a more gamey version that dealt with this story and these performances mm-hmm. and these specific actors and stuff up, you know, 80% of the story, the part that's good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, but without this conceit, right? Like I didn't end up liking the conceit that much. And I did not like how the story ended Yeah, in a way that, that damaged it for me. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm glad we played it because it's I had played this uh, poked at this when I was younger because mm-hmm. uh, it's a legendary PC game, but never actually like played it, played it. So I'm right, glad I right. had the opportunity to even if I did not love it. Yeah. 
Uh, it's been fun to talk about. Like, I think that, you know, when we open saying, hey, this is a real good candidate for the show, all of those reasons held. Right. This is oh, yeah. uh, a, a fascinating object, not unlike an egg that unfurls and murders you. Yes. Yep. Yep. Fascinating egg. <laughs> um, will there be uh, in Simpsons hit and run? <laughs> Eggs? You may, maybe. You know, there, the, there's a couple those, those weird things that the Egg Council guy got you too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Egg Council guy transforms into a murder bot. <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, so this is, uh, that is what we are doing next episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Yes. Um, next episode will be The Simpsons Hit and Run. Mm-hmm. Um, after that will be Deus Ex Human Revolution. If you have anything to say about those games, Hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Yeah. Uh, if you have things to say about um, our games for December, which are Tyranny, mm-hmm. we're doing two episodes on that, and Jade Empire, uh, which will be our premium episode for that month, uh, write in. Again, duckfeed.tv slash contact. Uh, each, the, the deadline for each month's games responses is the 15th of that month. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, we will we will read those responses mm-hmm. in our dispatch episodes. Yeah, um, if you want to, uh, we've started working on the schedule for next year. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, support us and sponsor an episode, um, you can do so by going to Patreon.com/slash/DuckFeedTV. Um, that not only sponsors an episode at a certain level, but you can get into the Slack. You can get early release. You get a bunch of bonus shows. Yeah, uh, you can get a lot of things for that. And uh, we an inordinate amount of content. Yep. Um, and if, uh, if that is, uh, you know, we're not here to tell you what $5 is worth to you. Mm-hmm. If, uh, if that is difficult, um, feel free to save up. Yes. Um, you know, if you put aside a buck 25 a month, uh, you can patronize for one month at $5, get all of those premium episodes of, uh, watch out for fireballs, uh, and bonfireside chat and mm-hmm. unfilmable and such, and then listen to them all and then unpatronize that is fine with us. Yeah. Um, and then I think that's probably about it. I think so. So uh, until next time, Cole, what should they watch out for? Um, They should watch out for uh, the powder keg in the Balkans. It can't all be eggs. Yeah, I guess it can't all be eggs. That's a good sign off. (laughs) It can't all be eggs.